right? Now, you've got polio from your waist down, and the right side is affected the most. Now, Jesus, we ask that his little limbs be healed and that they shall be restored. Restore them tonight in the name of Christ the Lord. Oh, God, loosen that little foot up and take the stiffness. Oh, it's coming now, son. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, God. Now then, Billy Ray, walk on up, son. Walk on. Oh, glory to God. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news, my head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sleep He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down you can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on. For a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell them that God's gonna cut you down. Tell them that God's gonna cut you down. Okay, let's get down to it, Boppers. Buddies. We are it's the Run and Fez show. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. <clears throat> you can feel the Christmas spirit in the halls now, Fez. If by Christmas spirit, uh, we're talking about anger, apathy, depression. 
and revenge. Sounds like Christmas to me. It really is strange. It's like everything that you would have with alcoholism, but without the fun part in the beginning of the night. It's just... The place feels like when a party turns bad. It's like that point where you like you want to say to your chick, Hey, get your coat, because uh, I think this is going to break into a major uh, scrap. I can only say I'm curious. I'm curious for when the trash can finally goes through the pizzeria window. When you finally have that point where the pressure has built up so much mm -hmm. that you know the ride's about to start. And I'll tell you this. Even having figured this out and knowing on an intellectual level where it's going, the second some trouble happens, I'm going to go around shanking people that I have my own personal beefs with. It's almost like in a prison riot, whereas everybody else is rioted. You're walking through just looking for that one guy who you can cut his throat. I'll be in charge of throwing burning rolls of toilet paper. That would be great. We could use that. And it would be great, too, if while you're doing it, you could just blow a whistle. Just to make it sound even more annoying. Back to yourself. I don't Listen. Know, I don't know why the... Uh, Burning toilet paper always seems to be very big in a prison breakup, but you have to have it. I know here it's going to go up fast because it is some cheap-ass paper. Well, it's cheap-ass paper. I don't understand what you meant by that. I don't know if cheaper paper burns fast. Just do your thing. Burn it. Turn your wig backwards. <laughs> just put lipstick on your nipples, too. Let's just have this so when the authorities finally come in here... They go, what the hell has been going on? How did this happen? I also want to be the one to tell the authorities, you don't want to go in there. Oh, there's just going to be bodies laying all over the place. Smoldering bodies, hopefully. I remember this uh, one prison riot, it was like decades ago, and I think it was someplace like New Mexico. Uh, that when they went crazy, some of the guys, some of the rats, they just had welding torches to their faces. And then uh, a bunch of the prisoners just broke into the infirmary mm -hmm. and ate so many pills that they died. They just didn't have any way, just I guess all caught up in the excitement, like, yeah, we're going to get fucked up and uh, actually uh, died. Uh, Chuck in Boston, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey guys, jeez, uh, the the halls of 202 sound like Altamont. Oh, Altamont is going to have nothing on this, but we do need sympathy for the devil playing at crazy levels during the entire thing. <laughs> uh, some backward sirens going off, and obviously Fez blowing a whistle and throwing burnt toilet paper. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we'll be at the point where the interns are just uh, crouched down in the corners crying. But what are you going to do? It's Christmas. That's how you get. Sky through high will become like Robert Downey in Natural Born Killers. Where he just puts a tie on his head. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I'm certainly ready for it, though. It needs to happen. We need to clear the air. 
Then you rebuild and you start fresh in in ten. I might just take the the opportunity to pull off Fez's wig and shave him, <laughs> and just try to get him back to some kind of normalcy. Fez was telling me about this meeting that he's going to later today, and as he's telling me, he's serious. Oh, you know, if this thing happens, it'll be great. And as he's saying this, he's going to meet with some money people, and I'm just looking at how crazy he is. <laughs> it's you, crazy between the beard and, and the way you look like someone has put a wig on a dog. Like if a dog would just think to himself, I think this wig will look better. See, I look in the mirror and I'm used to it. Yeah. So it all looks quite normal and sane to me. John in Jersey, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing today? Good. Yeah, prison writer talking about Mexico. There's a real good book out about that years ago. I can't remember the author, but the book was called The Hate Factory. And where exactly was that riot taking place? It was in Mexico. I can't remember the name of the prison. I read the book years ago, and uh, what you're talking about is true. They actually uh, had rat inmates held down in shops, and they put uh, welding torches to the back of their heads, and basically until their eyes blew out. Yeah, I, 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 it was so. I just kind of uh, read the story uh, years ago. It was in New Mexico. Uh, the, the madness of it. In 1980. The madness of it was beyond belief. And we are going to finally surpass that here at SiriusXM. I might go looking for Cousin Brucey. Just for... I know that you love him, Dave, and we all love him. But then I would have that That's going true. for me. That's like the guy who ice-picked Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, that guy's the, now the king of the castle over there. How did he get an ice pick in prison? <laughs> There's no, I don't know. Red. I guess it's very cold. All right, you're going to have it tough here. You guys are going to pick your own ice. Why isn't The Hate Factory uh, a movie? True. True that. True that. Uh, I never understood why stuff like this or Jonestown Massacre aren't like blockbuster films. Well, Jonestown they did as a TV movie. Yeah, but I mean, make a real thing with Sean Penn as... as uh, um, Jim Jones. Yeah, but the guy who played Jim Jones was amazing. Really? Everything else stunk but the Jim Jones guy. He looked exactly like him. <laughs> George L. Herleman. What, wrote it? Yeah. Wrote The Hate Factory? Well, maybe we could just call this riot Hate Factory 2. <laughs> <laughs> and I just were also... Where it's like one of those things that once the blood starts letting, you're not even paying attention. You just end up, you know, just fucking stabbing crazed by mistake. You know, you don't even mean it. You're just so caught up in it. Like it's in The Wanderers where the guy's own dad punched him. And then just stood there like, yeah! You're like, dad. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Adam in Florida, you're running Fez. Hey, guys. I don't know. I don't think a prison riot's going to get it done this time. I'd say we 12 monkeys this bitch. It might, it might be the only thing we can do is let a bunch of animals loose in here. And just let them run. Just in the middle of the prison riot, you just see a fucking polar bear go by like <laughs> lost. What happened there? What? How did you guys get to this point? You were just supposed to be doing radio. 
We were pushed. Or you could laugh like a chemical, you know, warfare, like at the end of the movie. Well, we don't have one person on this channel that won't dive into it full force. Just full force. And I mean, if you can't picture Opie screaming up against the wall, motherfuckers, you've probably never really been listening to the station. And then, uh... Fez was even telling me he's seen, he's seen other shows yelling at people. Yeah. And some well-known names. This is how weird it is around here, too. Yesterday, I'm leaving here, get down the end of the elevators, I'm walking out the door, and I'm going across the sidewalk, clipping a cigar, and I bump right into John Lennon. And it's literally John Lennon. And Fez, this thing goes up my spine as if it was the ghost of death who was here to take me. And I'm just thinking in my head, how the hell can John Lennon be here? It was Julian Lennon, John's son, who looks exactly like him. So scary. Yeah. So exactly like him. Did you? And I called Dave. I did you waited get waited up here by yeah. the Christmas tree in the lobby yeah. for half an hour, and I never saw him. He was just standing out in front of the building. I, I, I was assuming he was going to come up, and I was afraid to go down when you called me because I thought he was going to get in the elevator and I'd miss him. So I just sat there until like I, I finally creeped out the hot black secretary. If anything, it looks like if I was Yoko, I would pay him to. Take off his clothes and kind of lay down next to me and just kind of <laughs> hug me in that fetal position. Like the famous Annie Leibovitz. How old is Julian now? He is 46. So he's older than his dad was when his dad died. Yeah. That's crazy. And he looks just like the, the end of uh, John Lennon's life. It's a crazy place. It's a seriously crazy place. And it's, it's not radio anymore. I don't know what this is. It's something new, I guess. <laughs> or some kind of mutant. But all these things don't happen at the same time in radio. It's just like media acid. I don't know if acid's this good. I don't know if you can eat acid this strong. Also, we ought to think about Dose and Fez. That has to be done. That would be awesome. Why? We should dose them today, just to Rock get ready. Out. Just leave it as part of the hate factory, too. Prison riot. You won't drop the hate factory thing. Now you love it. <laughs> now you want to be in the hate factory. I think we should change the name of the sign out front. Uh, Tim, Chicago, you're on my face. Cover me. I'm going to Martha's place. Now, where are you? Come out. The radio shark is one of the more normal things that happen around here. <laughs> See some sign over the clock. I noticed. Oh, that's Opie's new sign. Don't go home with hope. Yeah, Stalker Patty made that for him. That's a little bleak. But that's what it takes. I'm ready for violence myself. I really am. Patty never violent. stops trying to help, does she? No. She is a fucking team player.
I really hope this war is like an actual she, real thing. She's a team player for people that don't want her on the team. <laughs> it's a really strange thing. She almost... Well, she, stalks, she, she stalks her teammates. You could actually call her radio. Where there's no reason for her being there, but then people act like she's just a good luck charm. Well, they give her the ball with 10 seconds left to score a touchdown. And it's one thing uh, that she made a sign, but then she had it framed. She doesn't make D's very well, though. Very, <laughs> looks like a G to me. No, if she could make D's, do you think she'd be in the position she was? <laughs> <in life>? Goat. <laughs> CJ, Georgia, you're in my face. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Is this Riot thing going to be like your uh, homage to your intro, where it's like the Warriors, every radio station has their trademark costume and weapon? Yeah, everybody wants to be the Yankees, though. That Yankee <laughs> gang was the fucking craziest thing ever in movies. Let's just drop, dress up like the Yankees and hit people with bats. <laughs> they were uh, Johnny Ramone's favorite uh, part of that movie. They were everybody's favorite part I, of that movie. I remember movie. him saying, yeah. You'll still see people go out for Halloween dressed like that. That movie's like 30-some years old. And never was a hit. Never was a hit. Yet everybody knows it. And then when you go back and watch it now, it's shocking how gay the fucking main gang is. They look like they should be called the Broadway Chorus Line Boys. You know, it's never worked out where someone can wear a shoelace as a fucking headband and get over. <laughs> a headband itself. Or a no. vest without a shirt. Boston! Ow! Honey! It's not one of those. Ow! Talking about the midnight.
Thanks, Mick. Uh, Bill in Boston, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I just want to say in the spirit of uh, hatred and fighting and revolution, uh, today is the 236th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. Give me some Jay Giles, Pepper. No, that ain't going to work that way. You can't get us off into madness. <laughs> Why not? We can't turn this into a Jay Giles early fucking blow your face out. We can't sit here and blow their face out first thing in the morning. Because uh, we still got 500 to give away at some point. At some point, who knows how it's going to go down. Time to talk about... Ichiban. Uh, David Mack, what's the big story? What are the kids talking about? The kids are talking about the fact that the Illinois insurance executive who secretly shot uh, ESPN reporter Aaron Andrews mm -hmm. finally pleaded guilty. But more importantly, she confronted this guy in court yeah. and said, quote, I hope he never sees the light of day. Yeah, well, that's, that's not going to happen. He's going to see the light of She's day. She's a little yeah. overzealous. He shot her with a camera, not a gun. <laughs> yeah, but... All right, let, let's get over that. I mean, you can understand why the woman is pissed. Right, but... It's I mean, not even a peeping Tom. He took video, put it on the Internet, and more or less ruined her career. Well, she's back. She's back. She, she's still, you know, on commercials but, and shit. She was on the Peyton Manning commercial. But can you look at her without thinking about... Well, I have to be honest. Her, this might be sexist, but it, she, it's enhanced my opinion of her. See, that's one of the problems. People actually even said this from the... Uh, the beginning that she was behind it yeah, because right. we are so used to people putting out their own sex tapes. I know how, how dare we? I thought so. And everybody was uh, bringing up the fact that she was sitting there doing some kind of butt crunches for herself while she was combing her hair. Yeah, well, I mean, she was naked for like fifteen minutes, just like putting her clothes on the bed. Right. It seemed like at some point you put at least underwear on and shit. Not if nobody else is there. Really? I know I never walk around just naked. You're not a chick. Right, yeah. You're not a chick. Yeah. Chicks uh they want to be completely ready before they go. They don't want to be too fucking hot. I don't, it's amazing sometimes how long it takes a woman to get ready for something. They're almost like knights. <laughs> like they just start to put on their equipment a little bit at a time. So what is the basic thing that could happen to this guy? Well, I mean, the, the guy's looking at, you know, like a maximum of five years. And she wants him to, to get the five years. Now, he's an executive? Yes. So yep. he's, he was in a, he's an insurance executive from Illinois. And I want to know what company. Everybody should be fucking pissed off at that company and, and fucking hold them responsible for no reason. But you got you can't have lunatics work for you and think you can get over like that. But you don't think she's overreacting a little bit? No, like there's a lot no. of serious crimes and I hope he never sees the light of day? All right, let's suppose this. If it would have happened to your chick, when would you have finally lost your anger? No, I, I would have been f absolutely furious. But I, I at the same time th oh, think I wouldn't have been like, I hope this guy gets a life sentence, which is what basically Aaron Andrews said. Travis and Matt, well, she's, she's the victim. She's allowed to be as pissed as she wants to be. It doesn't mean that the judge or jury is going to be as mad. Uh, Travis, Madison, you're on a fez. Yeah, uh, Aaron Andrews actually got banned from coming to the Badger basketball games because she's so hot that the student section wasn't paying attention to the game. They were paying attention to her. Well, she is very great looking. I mean, there's no question about that. Here's, uh, but also, she's known as the naked chick now. Yeah, right. Uh, here's Jimmy in New Jersey. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, I got to eat your mouth for you. What do you got, man? Um, apparently, according to the news, marijuana use from sixth graders and up is up 3% from last year. 
So everybody's smoking pot more. Good Lord, it's great. Um, well, it's, you know, as you decriminalize it, it's going to be, you know, more readily available. And, of course, uh, why wouldn't the kids want this? What age were you when you started smoking pot? I was late in the game, 17, when I started getting high. Really? Yeah. I find it hard to believe. What about you, David? Jesus Max? Christ, 14. Yeah. I think I... No, I, I drank, definitely drank first. But it was very close. I was like 13 when I first got hammered, hammered, and 14 when I first smoked pot. Well, I think I was 14 during that crazy, I'm going to break every fucking thing at the same time. So I remember smoking pot, going, pots, they lied about pot. I fucking cop some speed after that. And within like a month or two, I'd done acid. <laughs> so, because I just thought the whole thing, everything that they told me was bullshit. What I should have said is, yeah, some of the shit was true. <laughs> but I, re I remember it was like that crazy summer of like, the dope thing is out of the way, the chick thing got fucking finally taken care of, and all right, the adult life has now started. Yeah. Childhood is behind me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you, 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 you have to like, it's like you're completing tasks. But, you know, like Bobo... Uh, not ONA's Bobo, but the old Bobo that used to walk around with a ukulele. He had done acid crazy young age, something like, you know, fourth or fifth grade. Wow. And, you know, now he walks around everywhere with a fucking ukulele <laughs> wherever he goes. And a Pope hat. Yeah. Pope Bobo. I was 16 when I did it first at acid, so I, I waited a couple years. Well, you wanted to make sure you had your license. Fuck yes. Um... Here's uh, Brian Buffalo, your manifest. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, just wanted to ask if Ronica truly is the festival of fights. It seems like Ronica could be the festival of fights this year, where I'll just walk down the hall, pick two, and let them fight to the death. <laughs> I'll tell you, you'll see the security leave fast. The security will actually run out because they've just been get, here getting free money all the time. <laughs> they remind me of uh, the security in like a Clint Eastwood movie where when he finally gets out, they all just take off. They're like, fuck <laughs> it. I'm not going to deal with this. Uh, Fezzi, what is your... It's Charles Barkley. He's concerned about his friend Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all. Because Tiger has changed his phone number. Charles Barkley doesn't have the new one. And him and Spike Lee are worried about Tiger not talking to their famous friends. Well, how close are they? You know, apparently, according to Charles, they've been very close. Okay. But he's not getting the new phone number, and he's saying, listen, I've been in the spotlight like this. I could help Tiger, and I can't get through to him. Mm. See, I think if they were really that close, he would have gotten either a phone call or at least Tiger's new uh, information, his di new digits. Well, Tiger's probably not talking to anybody, because would you feel that trusting if you were Tiger Woods? Every fucking broad you ever nailed fucking feels the need to do a press conference about it. <laughs> you know, he is probably feeling pretty fucking low just in terms of, well, I can't be, a, you know, I can't have anything between yeah. me and you. Well, here's the problem with Charles. Charles is talking about this much. Say, giving out the information that Tiger's changed his phone number, that Tiger isn't taking calls. Charles, if he talks to Tiger, he's going to slip and say something. I've talked to Tiger, and he said blah, blah, blah. 
He said, blah, blah, blah. You can't trust Charles Barkley. He's going to blabbermouth. That's why he's not getting a phone call. I know one thing. If I was, like, a little down and my chick and kids were going back to Sweden and uh, all my endorsement deals were drying up, I wouldn't mind talking to Charles Barkley and Spike Lee. What are you guys doing? Well, Michael Jordan uh, is Charles's best friend, and Charles has never slipped about any of Michael's indiscretions. So I think Tiger should Who's his Charles. best friend? Jordan and Charles are, are, are best friends. Barkley has the best friends ever. He does. He loves Jordan, he loves Tiger, and he loves you know, uh, Dan Patrick. <laughs> if I was him, I, I would get like a bunch of jackets made up, and they would be satin 1970s tour jackets that said the Elite Blacks. <laughs> and I would give it to all my friends... And we would just wear it wherever we roll. I guess you'd have to take the jacket away from Dan Patrick then. Fuck Dan Patrick. But Charles, yeah, and and well, and D Wade, him and D Wade are close. But that I want to be close with Charles Barkley. Oh, I love him. Always What's have. not the love? The best rebounder in the history of the game, over Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And one of the better chargers. If you're really charging the basket, get, <laughs> let him fucking do it. Clear a fucking path. 93 MVP as well. Great, great player. And a good guy. I mean, I, I, he, he's never... He, and he defends his friends when Jim Brown was criticizing Jordan. He, he went after Jim Brown. So, so Charles has exhibited fantastic loyalty. Uh, I saw Jim Brown not too long ago here. And he's, it'll be what, 70s? Uh-huh. And I still don't want to fucking start his shit with Jim Brown. That's a tough old man. Uh, did, you know, I, I forget who did the bit. I think it was 30 Rock about how you can't tell how old black men are. <laughs> you definitely could think to yourself that if you saw Jim Brown, maybe he only retired a couple years ago. <laughs> now, I, when I saw him, he was sitting down doing an interview. I heard that he doesn't walk so well. Huh. Wouldn't fucking still. I don't want any part of him. Oh, wow. Don't want any part of him at all. Well, he's always kept in fan phenomenal shape. I mean, re re any given Sunday was 10 years ago, he, but he was in incredible shape then. What was he in that? Oh, yeah, he was like the... He was uh, Pacino's defensive coordinator. Remember that? Yeah. And then that, that blonde guy from Thank You For Not Smoking was the offensive coordinator. And James Woods was the crooked doctor. <laughs> that was the uh, best what character. Uh, What's that guy's name from uh, Thank You For Not Smoking? He's Aaron I, Eckhart. Eckhart, right? Uh, yeah. Great fucking actor, man. Did you ever see in A Company of Men... Oh, that, that movie's great. That might be one of the best fucking David Mamet movies that David Mamet didn't write. Yeah, that's seriously uh, sadistic and fantastic and makes you embarrassed and kind of proud to be a man at the same time. I don't get the pride part. I think, if anything, it makes you think like this. I got to show this to the nieces, the daughters, the sisters, <laughs> and let them know how awful men are. <laughs> proud because, you know... We have power sometimes. That's fucking power? But embarrassment fucking because we don't wield it. Correctly. Wielding how? Wielding on a fucking deaf girl? You're missing the point of the movie. <laughs> Even Aronata Card would be fucking ashamed that that's what you took away from that. Uh, that was, uh, that film was uh, Jason Reitman's film. Right? He was a director. Yes. And uh, I hear he's going to be in the building today. I would love to grab them, but I never know how any of this stuff is going to work. But since, you know, he brought it up, Fezzi, I had to fucking put it out there. Uh -huh. uh, as far as I know, the Bill Cosby stuff will never be heard. Have still not gotten any word on that. On uh, if the paperwork has been approved yet. 
I've never heard of that happening before with a, a person on the radio to say, well, who owns the rights? Mm-hmm. The rights? It's a fucking radio interview. You do it. <laughs> Uh, then you crumple it up and throw it out the window. <laughs> There's no rights to it. Oh, we've just sold the Japanese rights. It's fantastic. It's like having, yeah. It's like having the rights on, like, cigarette smoke. Although somebody sent me this not too long ago. It's a Japanese site, right? So it's all in Japanese. You can't read a fucking single thing. And then in the middle of it, it just says, Ron Bennington interviews Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> That's and I'm like, awesome. if you guys can't even fucking read English, why are you bothering putting that up there? Uh, look who it is. It's Charles Barkley. Charles. Hey, Fed, you old knucklehead. What you mean you can't trust Charles Barkley? I ain't no blabbermouth. Uh, you're doing Mr. T. That's not Charles Barkley. <laughs> no. He pities the fool. Charles is very Ali-ish, you know. They're that that's that slow Kentucky black drawl or Alabama whatever. Uh Charles Southern. and Charles the great thing about him is like any real funny person, he can get laughs with things that aren't uh necessarily funny. Right. Um cuz you'll see him on TV and he'll be like Where's my shoelaces? And everyone's just fucking falling down. Yeah. He's got a little Kenny Smith. Just be like, you got it, Chuck. Just points at him and laughs. This has the fucking easiest fucking role, whatever he does. Sometimes. And he'll work the turtleneck a lot more than any other guy, too. Well, he's big. Can't With stand, a sports coat. Can't stand a turtleneck. Uh, but I feel like I put a noose around my neck. But the big guys hate that the tie. Look at Stan Van Gundy. Hates I understand. I hate a tie, too. Let's fucking leave it open in there. Let's try to get as much oxygen as we can. But I, I mean, fe- just think. Of- I feel sorry for the turtleneck going up against Barkley's head. Just think of how fucking insane it is to say- take something tight and tie it around your throat. No matter what it happens to be. Never liked it myself. If you were fucking walking down the street with your belt around your neck, everybody would think you're trying to kill yourself. <laughs> You have to be very, very thin, I think, to wear a turtleneck. You just got the Charles Barkley. No, yeah, but I mean, like, to wear it comfortably is what I'm saying. Well, first of all, it's got to be 1966 to wear it comfortably. <laughs> it's right up there with a fucking Nehru jacket. <laughs> I have a little bit of a panic attack if I do have to dress up for something, and I go, Ron, don't touch the walls. It makes me feel like the building's coming down. But there is a shaking. All right. But it's like, if you have to go for... All right, you're making me really nervous. The uh, top button of a dress shirt, because I'm afraid once I get it buttoned, if it is too tight, I won't be able to get it back unbuttoned again. Like, I won't be able to get it back through the button slot, and I'll be trapped in it. Like, basically, my neck in a bear trap. Fez in a suit always walks around like the defensive line coach at a fucking banquet. (laughs) Hey, kids. At Opie's uh, wedding last year, all Fez did was tear, kept pulling at his tux and complaining about heat. <laughs> it was really enjoyable after a while. Like, the first fucking 70 times he did it, you're just like, come on, Fez. You, you don't have to wear it forever. But then later in the night, you just were laughing every time. Because <laughs> it was so foreign to him. It was basically like a formal electric blanket that I had put on. Um... Here is, uh, let me go over here to uh, Jay on line one. He says he's got a Barclays story. Jay, you're on my face. Hey, what's happening, boys? Yeah. 
I was being uh, recruited by St. Joseph's University there in Barkley and Manu Bowl and all them, you know, practiced in the gym and got a chance to go shoot around with them. And Barkley got Manu Bowl in a helicopter spin, and it was one of the funniest things I ever saw in my life. Looked like a baby Huey coming at you. <laughs> I, I I can't even imagine being able to to get Manu Bowl up. That's seven foot seven of, and, of and man. And, and yeah, and he's not heavy, but it's all spread out. Yeah. It looked like a real helicopter. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't actually take off into the air. Uh, where where was that? Where was the practice field at? Uh, what's that? Where where was the practice at? At St. Joseph's University, right there in Philadelphia. Yeah, but that's where that's where the Sixers were practicing. Yeah, that's right. Unbelievable! Yeah. I didn't know that they practiced over there. Oh sure, yeah. All, they, all, they they never practice on, on in their like places. But all those teams used to play at the old Plestra in Philadelphia. There used to be, you know, I think they were going at the Big Five there for a little while. And there used to be basketball every fucking night. Oh. College basketball, great fucking games. Same joint. <laughs> I thought Nova like the whole... played at the Spectrum. No, but this was after the fact. Oh, okay. This is before. I'm I'm going fucking blowhard on you. Okay. I'm blowharding this son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so no Jason Reitman? No. No. He's very tired. He's had... Uh, here is Cody. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I got a moral conundrum. What do you got, man? Hey, man, I've been smoking weed for about seven years now. I've been hiding it from my girlfriend for about five she just recently moved in with me a yeah. few months ago. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether I should keep hiding it from her or whether I should tell her or kick her ass out. Uh, why don't you do this? Uh, put some of it on your vagina and then give her a shotgun. I don't understand these guys who fucking hide things. The constant hiding. How could you feel like a man if you're hiding things? Don't get it. Well, that's not the person for you. Don't I don't understand I used to hide it. stuff, and that's why I probably broke up. What did you used to hide? Well, I used to hide all my porn from my ex. I used mm -hmm. to hide it in the bottom of my hamper, but with my wife, I don't have to hide any anything, literally. So you can play the porn well, in the living room. I have put her vibrator in my butt, but but she's not. She doesn't have a problem with that. You're just embarrassed about well, yeah, your own I'm fucking thing. Ashamed. So she doesn't have a problem with anything that you do? No, I mean, she knows where my porn is. She knows where the booze is. There's nothing to hide, I guess, besides those two things. What can you fucking do? What can you do except for this is it? Uh, I know a guy, he's on a, some kind of sugar diabetes fucking diet and all, you know? And uh, when, his, when his chick is not around... He'll fucking double down on pizza and stuff. And be like, this is great. Just like... That's a junkie. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what do you fucking... Uh, what do you fucking feel like you're getting away with here? It's not fucking happening. <laughs> Your fucking fingers are still going to fall off. Why doesn't he have, like, a slice in front of her? Um, here's uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're on Ryan Fez. Mr. B, what's going on, buddy? What do you say? We, uh, one night the, uh, in Springfield, Mass., they were doing the Basketball Hall of Fame induction, and uh, Barkley and a bunch of other players were there. And uh, after the whole induction ceremony, this and now, we headed over to the, the bar that was next door and uh, hanging out, drinking, and, you know, 
a couple of drinks in, Barkley decides he's going to get up behind the bar and start slinging drinks out to everybody, shooting the shit with people like he, you know, just one of the common folks slinging drinks, hanging out. Guy's great. He's a man. Yeah. I, I would rather, you know, be like Barkley and be a bit of a mess than some fucking guy who takes it all way too seriously anyway. Well, you know, and at, act like uh, I'm a Hall of Famer and have to be that way. Right. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, though. This is fucking great. You got to check out Eddie Trunk's uh, page. Uh, well, his Twitter, I think, attaches to it. But he's furious with the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame for not allowing um, Kiss into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, it, and he calls them elitist. Which, Eddie, if you're a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you're a Hall of Fame... It is about being elitist. <laughs> you can't let everybody in. Yeah. And if you are a metal band, why do you want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just Jan Wenner's record collection. <laughs> it is nothing else. Rolling Stone magazine was the same way. Where maybe every eight years they would put a fucking metal thing on there. They just don't fucking like it. Why not start the Eddie Trunk Metal Hall of Fame? If anything, you would have fucking... You know how to do this. This is perfect for you, Eddie. And you got Hard Rock Johnny, your best buddy, who knows how to hang pants and get people to show up and see him. Hey, boys. What are you waiting for, Eddie Trunk? Stop fucking around. And there's only one person that should be running it, and it's you. Ed Trunk cares too much. The only DJ, I think, that actually cares about the music that he's playing. Can you think of another one, Dave? Well, I do think you mentioned Brucey before. Please. Brucey um, doesn't pick those records. No, but I think he has a passion for 60s music. He has a passion for being Cousin Brucey. All right, well then, no, I can't. Eddie Trunk is If you the told man. me that Brucey was down there picking the records, putting it together... <laughs> And let's face it, what are you going to do to play oldies records? It's already there. <laughs> it's the same exact thing as being a history teacher. I, I know the DJs I worked with in Jersey hated it. Eddie has to kind of plan his own format, book the guests, do the interviews, yeah. and then turn that back and sell it to that audience. And he never fucking plays down to them. Well, it's like we use Dillette systems in in here on X, or for for Sirius XM and Eddie has his own Dillette system. Like he has his own configuration because that's how unique he is. Like that he's basically like Ed Harris in Truman Show with fucking metal in, in Absolutely. He's everything. And he's been doing it for years and he's doing it his own way. No, he is. He's doing it his own way and the last thing that he should worry about doing is joining a club of of Jan Winners. It's a completely different thing. Here's our buddy, buddy Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny, you're on Fez. Oh, man, the, the blog that he wrote, I, I couldn't even read it. It was too long. He was furious. He's so angry. I talked to him yesterday for a little while, <laughs> and he was just, he was, I can't even tell you what his plans are for right now, because I don't want to. I don't want to put it out there on poor Eddie, but it's it's funny what he wants to do at this point. Come on, what's he want to do? No, no, I can't. Let's just. <laughs> Is he going to start a fire? 
He's got toilet paper. He's ready to put, lay it on fire. But don't you agree with me that he does not need the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He could start his own Metal Hall of Fame tomorrow. I, you know, absolutely. You know, they could put it in his house or something. And he'd find somewhere for it. You, I just, you know, first of all, even the thing in Chicago, it took them years of running those shows before uh, they had a building. And he should just say, we start in the Metal Hall of Fame, and he puts it up as a website to begin with, and I guarantee you, all the black t-shirts will love it. And they say, <laughs> and all those people can say, we don't want to be in the other fucking Hall of Fame. <laughs> Fuck them. We want to be in the Eddie Trunk Hall of Fame. E.T. Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's, now, he loves I Kiss, just, though, huh? Uh, he Yeah, he's just, it, it's, this is his obsession as the... The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Kiss thing. It'll be Kiss and Rush. Those are the two big ones. And then, you know, there's the whole list of the Alice Coopers. And, the you know, he's got the whole list of people who should be that aren't. And then, you know, he went off on a whole tangent about how, you know, it was ridiculous that Van Halen had to wait that long and Ozzy had to wait that long. And it's just it's just great. I love this time of year specifically for that. Oh, I read okay. his blog, too, and it was funnier than most people's stand-up. <laughs> <Just, laughs> what I loved it is that he's a grown man and he cares. He actually cares. Which, how many people do you run in a, into anymore that give a shit? They just None. don't. He really does. He, he And you, like you said, he's like one of the few DJs out there that really does. And the only other guy I think of was your, Dave was right. Cousin Bruce, he cares about that music. Hmm. Other than that, you know, they care about their paycheck. Oh, yeah, because you will always see people kind of slide out of their format as the station changes and they have no problems and Eddie could, you know, be a DJ anywhere, but this thing of his is all his own. Even when he goes to whatever radio station he has to be at at the time, it's just him moving his whole carnival mm. into their place. Yep. He, he runs it all. I'm telling you right now, just tell him the Metal Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be with them on Saturday. I'll start. I'll, I'll lay the seeds. And let him know he'll become a rich, out. rich man because of it. And congratulations. Congratulations to Eddie Trunk. He was named in the top 100 on USA Today's list of people who made noteworthy contributions to pop culture in 2009. Was it listed? Yeah. One through 100? Yeah. What number was he? he Eddie Trunk came in at number 68. Wow. Right, wow. Above, right above Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson? What did he do? <laughs> uh, they threw Woody Harrelson in for Zombieland and The Messenger. Uh, and you're, what did Eddie do? Eddie, this is what they wrote about Eddie. The host's knowledge and enthusiasm. 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 On VH1 Classics, that metal show makes me want to bone up on Sabbath facts and hairband history. I wish he wouldn't have said bone, because that's boneyard, you know. A few yeah. more interactions with the guy, and I just might start feathering my hair. Well, he doesn't have feathered hair. Eddie never dresses like the rock stars. Uh, who's no. number one on the list? Number, uh, they haven't released that yet. They do like 10 at a time. They do 20 at a time. All right, so there's a good chance Eastside Dave can make it. Oh, God, this would be my dream. <laughs> you should make it because you do special delivery. You do the Ron and Fez show and then the work that you're doing with uh, underprivileged uh, children. That's right. My um, what, Stanley you, and Juliana. Yeah. <laughs> you, watch, you, you watch them when uh, your wife went to Twilight. Right. But Don't forget his amazing videos of buying lottery tickets, too. <laughs> oh, God, that was fucking classic. You really are so ghetto where yeah. you were so believing. 
No, that I you were going to hit, and then when it's over, I decided to, the kids aren't. No one's going to college. That's why I decided to videotape it because I j truly believe I will win the Mega Millions. I don't know what it is. I I feel in my heart that I'm supposed to win it. Yes, it's addictive behavior. It's fucking. <laughs> I have it too. <laughs> yes, addictive behavior. <laughs> We're the same person. This. I'm telling you right now, this fucking place is a meeting. <laughs> we should force somebody to read the steps before we start every show. It's not just your show either. No, Jesus. All right, Johnny. All right, boys. Talk to you soon. Have yourself yeah. a merry little Christmas. You too. Uh, going to break here. Uh, when we get back, something's been bothering Hicks, though, and he said, can I start the show with it? I go, no, I got to get rid of this other stuff, but then I'm going to focus on you a little bit. Uh, fucking New York City is attacking soda again. They're in phase two of their attack against soda, and they're treating them like fucking smokers, and it's, it's getting bad. They've really it's the same, and if you would have listened to the Ron and Fez fucking show at NEW when they started the anti-smoking shit, I told them the fucking food things were next. You're all going to have to walk down the street to fucking uh, drink a soda away from normal people. <laughs> uh, take a break. Right back with this. It's around a fish show. What's up with the vanilla face? Uh, me and my homie Azamat just parked our slab outside. We're looking for somewhere to post up our black asses for the night. So uh, bang, bang, uh, skeet, skeet. We're just a couple of pimps, no hoes. Fez show eight six six Ron Zero Fez eight six six Ron Zero Fez. It's a weekday, and still, of course, have the big lucky uh, caller. Sometime, sometime. Uh, Davey Mack, let me uh, return this to you. Thank you very much. There's a note attached to it. Oh, what's that? To my movie. It's complicated. Thanks. For its complicated one and a half hours and no black actors, love Tom C. Yeah, I guess that's uh, I always, let, I always let Chiasano uh, get that after uh, I'm done with it. I, yeah, I did watch your It's uh, Complicated. Tom. Can I make a little prediction here? Okay. Every woman over the age of 40 is going to go to this film seven times. Oh, really? Yeah. Whatever that fucking demo is, yeah, they're going to love it. Well, what she but she's balancing Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin, right? Meryl yeah. Streep is. She is the divorced woman who is perfect, and men are all fucking, you know, some version of asshole. Oh, okay. So and there's plenty of gal jokes, plenty of jokes for the gal. So it's middle-aged something about Mary. Um. I don't even know what the, you know, there's like not a single new thing about it, mm -hmm. but all the actors are so terrific. I mean, uh, her and Baldwin together, perfect chemistry. It seems like from the commercials, he, Steve, I mean, Alec Baldwin is playing the funny part and Steve Martin was playing the dramatic role. Is that true or no? Uh, if by dramatic meaning he doesn't get any of the jokes, then yes. <laughs> it's not dramatic. It's just like he's playing nice guy. But it's perfect because Baldwin plays 
this fucking kind of brute who has a certain amount of sexuality that, you know, would be attractive to women, but he's clearly the wrong he's kind of person. Yeah. And not even just like a dick and like I'm evil, just like in a regular dumb guy kind of dick thing. I get it. And everybody's got great houses and great cars, and for some reason, um, even the kids play kind of classic rock. You know, everybody's just classic rocking it up and dancing. <laughs> the women are going to fucking show up to this in droves. Droves! Cool. Well, I'm waiting to watch it. I'm going to have a big movie weekend this weekend. What do you got? Well, I'm definitely going to see Avatar on Sunday. I've, I've bought my ticket. Mm -hmm. And then I want to watch... Who are you going with? By myself. And then I want to watch um, Up in the Air. So I have those two slated out. And then any other room is either hopefully Hurt Locker comes this weekend, and then I'll watch that. And then it's complicated. So it's complicated is fourth. I got the Hurt Locker on the bootleg guild. You, okay. You can keep that, Ron. That's yours. Oh! Wow. I don't need it back. Competitive. Competitive. Everybody wants daddy's love. The Writer's Guild is a, is a legit copy, though. That's the difference. Shit plays on DVD. It's all that fucking matters. It's very pixelated, your bootlegs. Uh, Sean, New Jersey, you're on a fez. Hey, how are you? Great. Never got my big ass card years ago. I'd love to be the lucky caller. You know, $500 might be a, a way of making that up to you. I would appreciate it. But it's just not going to happen today. It's <laughs> not the way the game's played. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Got mine. Wow, so, you got a big-ass card. Sometimes I swap it in there, you know? I just want to see if it gets me through the building. That thing wouldn't even get you into a fucking Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> but I put it on my identity. I even took the time to do a hole puncher so I could put it with my other IDs. Dave was a listener before he started working for us. Hicks, on the other hand, was not. No way. What? Of course no, I was. He was. He was a jerk-off. <laughs> Actually, I met Hicks the night that fucking Fez had a heart attack. I was walking back from leaving Fez at the hospital, and a drunk <laughs> jumps out of fucking the street. Where about Lexington? Yep, right outside Hunter College. I was fucked up. And I just hear, Ryan, what are you doing here? And I immediately have to start fucking acting because we wanted to keep the heart attack quiet until, you know... We figured out what Fez wanted to do with it, and I started lying right away. The first time, uh, no reason at all. Just walking down the street, actually. <laughs> What's the next live gig, Ron? <laughs> Open bar, right? He was a fucking mess. He was a mess. It happens. Yeah, I know. Like, sometimes you end up pissing against the wall inside. That's not important. All right, do I watch it on boot, or do I wait for the screener? What if I can give you a screener tomorrow? That screener quality bootleg, not fucking cam. The the difference is nice. Ron's part of a privileged club. Well, friend, okay. plus I'm a plus one of a privileged club. Ron wouldn't be watching the movie if he knew that you, you bootleg them while and, you're naked, jerking off. Um... Quite frankly, he's told me he does that. I have to Why? click on something when I watch these that say I'm not me, <laughs> that I'm you, and I take full responsibility. And that when it's I great. that when I finish watching the film, I'm going to break it in half. <laughs> you have yeah, burn. This is burn after watching. And I actually say this: I, most of the time I watch a DVD, I break it in half after <laughs> I'm done, so I don't ever mistakenly watch it again. We can't do that because Beanie has to watch these. Beanie is going to fucking love that one. That is perfect for Beanie. Okay. 
That's that is a a, a beanie movie. Tell her to get together with her fucking girlfriends and they drink apple teenies and just sit there and just. You think she'll like? Because she's gonna love it. But my mom's tastes actually skew to Scorsese, and she loves. She's like a Magnolia fan. She's gonna love this film, though. She will. Though. It's it's made for. Ch it's just like saying, I don't know whether a guy's gonna like this sports movie. Okay. All right, I see what you're saying. I don't know if this guy's gonna like Ali. He might not like it. <laughs> my mom loves Meryl Streep, so every human being loves Meryl. I Streep. guess, yeah. And if they're not. I'm not a human being. And this one just fucking, I'm telling you, it plays to the old broads like you wouldn't believe. It's just, it's like fucking uh, divorce porn. Because <laughs> it just proves that everything that goes wrong in a marriage is the guy's fault. <laughs> and that the, that the women raise the kids. And the guy's a dope. Casey's going to love this film in a couple years. When she, <laughs> she finally kicks she your shit to, to the curb. Oh, she's not. That's not going to happen. I can't imagine any women not going like, oh, this is perfect for us. Yeah, she she wants to watch this very badly. So she's probably going to watch it before Beanie, actually. Because this in this film, like the, the lead male character is like you, Dave, where he would say, in the company of men makes you feel good about being a guy. <laughs> I said good and ashamed. <laughs> There's a yin and yang. Mm. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Nicole Kidman uh, got very quiet when this British reporter, Andrew Marr, brought up one of the things that you haven't talked about before, Scientology. A lot of people would say it's a bullying cult. And you, you immediately see this look of fear grow into her eyes. And she says, I'm here to talk about the movie Nine. I will answer questions about nine. What is she afraid of, Dave? Um, Scientology is has some kind of thing going on where they do physically intimidate their uh, ex people. Well, isn't her kids still in Scientology? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. both of them are. Yeah, but remember that there was always that there was that story that Tom Cruise even said to the guy, "I'll rough some people up if you want me to," and and I'll beat up Nicole Kidman. Right. So if Tom Cruise is actually who like, who's he going to rough up in real life? <laughs> he ain't going to fight a stunt man. You fucking hundred and fifty five pound fucking puss. <laughs> Maybe he could rough up like Michael J. Fox. Fucking Scientology just seems like a like a legal mob where they have all these lawyers and they can just intimidate you and make your life hell. They do have a lot of lawyers. And they can just, you know, fuck you over legally. And when you don't have a lot of lawyers yourself and you're paying for it yourself, you would being in a court case really blows. <laughs> now it's great if you're a corporation, you already got legal lawyers working for you, and what they do is just tie people up all the time. Just fucking make them a mess constantly. So that you have to go out and spend money to defend. And her kids are getting to the age where they're reaching adulthood. Yeah. And, you know, that's when the Scientologists can start getting in their heads saying, you know what, your mom is bad for you. You don't want to see your mom. Believe me, I don't want a Scientologist kid anyway. I'd be glad if that little zombie didn't fucking call. I'm serious. <laughs> Once the, if you're going to leave them with the Scientologists, just leave them 100%. They're adopted too, right? Yeah, they're not her kids. Fuck that. She's got that little country baby that she likes now. Well, I don't know. It was Keith Urban or one of yeah, those right. names. But I, I, I kind of think that the interviewer was way off fucking base. I think if you really are out there talking about a movie, he doesn't have any fucking... Uh, it's classless to start and ask her about personal religion. Now, if you wanted to just do some kind of thing where we're going to see what makes her tick, then yeah. 
You have a right to ask. It's also a journalist that cop out to say a lot of people think it's a bullying cult. Why don't you just say you think? I think right. it's a bullying. I think this is it's bullying. Or don't even say that. Just say, hey, are, you know, have you left Scientology since you've left Tom Cruise? Well, it's interesting that you say that, Dave, because a lot of people think that you're lazy. Uh, and lack ambition. You. It seems like you're saying <laughs> no, that. I'm talking about other people. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're wrong about that. <laughs> Would you like to go on record with that? I'm going to go on record with that. I am. A lot of people don't think that you can do 100 push-ups. Oh, my God. You want to prove them wrong? No, I... A lot of people would be right in that case. <laughs> <laughs> so the people are right well, about yeah, everything. That one, yeah. The people are right about everything. <laughs> but do, do you agree that you know because you've you've got the you went to the journalism school yes. stuff, Monmouth mm -hmm. University. If somebody is doing something about a movie, should you bring up who they're dating or? No, I mean it. Well, it all depends on the thing. If this was. If this was a Charlie Rose type interview, I don't know what kind of show this guy has. I think Charlie Rose could technically ask. Charlie Rose still shouldn't be saying it. a lot of people think it's a bullying cult. But Charlie Rose could but ask I, about Scientology. But, but I think that if you make the thing and say, I'm going to go on your show to talk about my new movie, uh, then you don't bring up other things other than that. You know, you mm -hmm. kind of have a deal of why the person's doing your show. Yeah. If now, if you say, look... If you want to do my show, everything's open. And that person comes on, then ask them anything. But I honestly think that you need to say that up front. Right. You know? It's almost like if you go into someone's house uh, and start asking them how much money they make. You know what I mean? There, there are, there, there's certain fucking social fucking things that happen. So if you book Tiger Woods now, and he said, I'm only here to talk about golf, I think that you should talk to him just about golf. And that's still going to be a good interview. I mean, you can't just, you know. But whatever it happens, it is whatever it is, whether it's right. good or bad. But you have uh, you have some kind of a fucking uh, agreement there. When uh, we talked to Ronnie Spector not too long ago, her people go, she doesn't want to talk about Phil Spector. And I said, no problem. I can understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, she was married to the guy. He's in fucking jail for murder. He used to do whatever to her, you know, supposedly terrorized her. Right. Maybe she doesn't want to talk about him every day of her life. But I also would have the right to say, no, I have to talk about Phil Spector. And then she could say, then I don't want to be on the show. But I don't think that you should trick the fucking person to say, and I'm here to talk about your movie nine. And hey, your kids are being raised by Scientologists. Mm hmm. It just doesn't fucking play into it. Well, it's like, you know, on V, the aliens made a deal to the one journalist, don't talk right. about us. Nothing um, negative about aliens. So I guess it's the same thing. Uh, but then you also, well, but here's the thing on that, because that happened at last second, but he should have said, no, I can't, you know. I'm out. This is the fucking news. Right. And the story... If someone said, I'm coming on to talk about fucking Nine, and I saw the movie and didn't like it, or thought there was weak points, no. You don't fucking... Then that isn't even an interview. That's just a fucking commercial. Mm -hmm. So it's like if a fucking... Um, saying that I'm only here to talk about the work, okay, but some of that could be fucking negative, you know? If George Lucas came in here and said, I just want to talk about the films that I've done. You don't have to sit here and act like every fucking film was great. You know? 
Right. I guess you could just concentrate on the ones that you like. But I think it would be wrong to bring up George Lucas's kids or his divorce or unless he fucking did first. Mm. If he says I'm here to talk about the work. That's like if you go to someone's fucking house and they go, we don't allow smoking in this house. I think if you're going to go to their fucking party, you don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems weird that, I mean, we've never heard Nicole Kidman talk about Scientology or really that much of her life with Tom Cruise. And it's weird that this guy would think all of a sudden she would open up about it. I don't know, unless he was just trying to trick her into nodding her head yes when he said bullying cult. Well, you know, he got it out there, and I guess people are fucking paying more attention than it would. You know, some people do interviews, you know, so they could be seen as I'm the, you know, 60 Minutes type interviewer. You know? <laughs> I'm not letting her get away with Get away with what? It has nothing to do with you. Well, you but some people like you that. You have to understand stuff. your lot in life. I mean, Seacrest isn't going to all of a sudden start fucking bulldogging people on uh, Entertainment Tonight or whatever show he's on. Yeah, those people have a tendency to just act like everything's just fucking... Yeah. Everyone's going crazy here. <laughs> what are you wearing? Um, here is uh, Travis Sherman Fez. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. Me and a couple of friends of mine were having a conversation, kind of like sexy scenes in an unsexy movie. Kind of like I was saying, "Old oh, brother, we're out there where the three chicks are in the river, singing to the uh, singing to the guys." And my friends told me I was absolutely nuts, saying it was probably one of the most unsexy things they've ever seen. So, what's your point? I, I just I just don't understand. Am I nuts? I thought I, I was out of any movie. Well, I've and, ever and seen, I think he, he, here's the thing: there are attractive women in that place. Wet singing. It's not fucking, it's not a porn movie, you know? At that fucking uh, point, you want to remember where they're at it. But because people have watched porn, they're very confused about what a sexy moment is in a film these days. Well, because they're, they're just used to seeing ass to mouth action. <laughs> Those girls are sirens. I mean, they're supposed to be sexy. It's but, not a surprise. But they are sexy of that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like today, if, if, this, if it took place today, they would be naked. And those days when you didn't even see women in a bathing suit or whatever, that was considered really fucking hot stuff. Right. It was. It was a very, very sexy moment. But when people get f confused now and they think sexy is... Some fucking two-on-one porn film, you know? Well, I like porn as much as the next guy, but I think, you know, like, the good kind of sex is when it's surprising you. Like, if you turn on the news and all of a sudden there's this hot, like, newswoman, to me, that can be sexy because you're not expecting it. But yeah, because she hasn't, so, you know, sold herself out to porn. And it's, this, and it's this, just the surprise of it. Uh, here's uh, Mark in Iowa. You're in Fez. Hey, guys. I got your H.E. bomb. What do you got? Uh, Oral Roberts, dead at the age of 91. Yeah, uh, died from how, Fez? Pneumonia. I got pneumonia at 91 that's and passed away. You, that's why I tell you time, time again, put on a sweater. You put, yeah. you gotta wear a sweater. I thought he just didn't raise enough money for God. That was his deal years and years ago. He needed eight, eight what, million. Yeah. I think that was like back in, in the 1980s. Mm. Um, 
It was Nate, Missouri, you're on Fez. Hey, Mr. B, how you doing, man? Good. Hey, uh, it's for David Mack. David Mack, Tiger Woods was just voted top athlete of the decade by the AP. Do you agree with that, and uh, who, would, who would be your choice? I would have probably chosen Jimmy Johnson, even though he's from NASCAR, but he won four consecutive championships, which is something that is tough to do in any sport. Who, who, who would uh, be your pick, David. Well, he, here's what happened on that. We actually did this for our uh, end of the decades. And write yours down, Dave, because you didn't pick Tiger, right? Uh, you went in a whole different direction. Whole different direction there. Correct. Yes. Uh, let's play uh, a little bit of the Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search game show. That's the game show where you get to use your computer. Unlike most game shows where you have to think of things, no. We'll make the question hard enough that anybody would have to, to look it up. But not so hard that it'll take you long to look it up. What year was Jerry Mathers born? Search! Search! Hurry up and search! How many stripes are on the Harlem Globetrotters shorts? Search! Search! Hurry up and search! What's the annual rainfall in Cairo? Search! Search! Hurry up and search! It's everyone's favorite game show! Search! Search! Hurry up and search! 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 Hurry up and search! 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 Hurry up and search! 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 It's Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search, playing for Big Love Season 2 on DVD. It's uh, Season 2 on DVD, and the new season of Big Love premieres Sunday, January 10th, 9 p.m. in the East, 8 p.m. Central, only on HBO. Here's the Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search question. What was the code name? That the Hear that, y'all? We're using code names. What was the code name? That Hear the that, y'all? We're using code names. What movie, Dave? I know this. Coen Brothers movie. Uh, Lady Killers. Ah, uh, Raising Arizona. Sorry, you just lost Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. So what was the code name? Hear that, y'all? We're using code yeah. names. That the Secret Service used for Chelsea Clinton. What was the code name that the Secret Service used for Chelsea Clinton? Was it Chelsea on the Rocks? No, it was not Chelsea on the Rocks. Butterface. No, not Butterface. <laughs> oh, you think her body's fantastic? Kind of. I had no idea. I was like a little kid when she was a teenager, so I had a crush on her. So you thought she had a great bod? Yeah. That's really funny. This is the first I've ever heard that. I was like 14 or whatever when Clinton was going for the office. I'm like, yeah, that's Chelsea. Well, her body at least. Right, guys? I what? turned into Dave <laughs> Webb. <laughs> I was going to say, is this when you lived in South Park? <laughs> you got to say, right, guys? <laughs> uh, all right, read off the question again, Fez. What was the code name? You hear that, y'all? We're using code names. That the Secret Service <laughs> used for Chelsea Clinton when her father was in the White House. All right, we will do the search, search, hurry up and search. Here's Rich. Rich, you got an answer. Yes, um, I do believe it is energy. Energy is correct. Oh. All right. Now, what what the fuck kind of code name is that? Well, what they usually do is they... What do they normally do? They give the president a code name, uh -huh. and then everyone in the family has a code name that starts with that same letter. So, President Clinton was Eagle, 
I'm not sure what Hillary Clinton was, and then Chelsea was I, energy. Uh, this is really, really news to me. So now with Obama, everybody has the first initial there. Right. He now, don't they change their code names as we start to find them out? No, I think they keep them going. Why not just use Bill Clinton then? I mean, I remember, I think they used Big Dog for Bill Clinton. But at a certain point, <laughs> once we find that out, why not just call him Bill Clinton? <laughs> it must be the one they released to the press. It's a terrible nickname, though, like Eagle. I mean, we're all going to figure it out. The like, Eagle's landed. The Eagle has landed. It should be like, you know, 17 or 49. Like a random number would make a better code name. President Obama is renegade. This, if you know it, it's not a fucking code name. Great. That's what they don't fucking understand security-wise. And that's why people are able to walk through the fucking White House on a tour and sit down at breakfast with the president. We don't know what the fuck we're doing down there, security-wise. Fez should not know the secret code name. And once he does, you have to change it. That's like why we have, what, four presidents who were shot? Should I have not let that out during search, search? Well, there's no way you would have heard it unless it was the most obvious thing in the world. Fez doesn't even have a TV or a computer. <laughs> Nothing. And he knows the president's secret security code name. Hold on, buddy. You're getting spread the holiday cheer with Big Love Season 2 DVDs. Happy holidays and don't miss the new season of Big Love premiering Sunday, January 10th, 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central, and only on HBO. Renegade. Renegade. <laughs> it's like a wrestler. <laughs> By the way, I it's been a, many, many years since I watched wrestling. But a guy was telling me that Dennis Miller was on wrestling Monday night. Oh, he must have been the guest host. The guest general manager that they do every Monday night now. Now, Dave, I know you and Sam do a uh, wrestling wrap-up. Why is Dennis Miller on this show? <laughs> and what did he do? He, if that's correct, he he did a guest host and he just did a, uh, a like a Dennis Miller monologue. I didn't get to see all of it. Sam saw a bunch of it. And Sam hated it. He told me frighteningly that it went over. So to speak. Sam likes everything <laughs> that the wrestlers do. Yeah, I could I couldn't believe it when when he said that. Are you still happy with wrestling, Fez? Oh no, no, nope. It was it's so PG rated now. This guest general manager thing takes away from the show. The show's two hours long, and they dedicate oh, so much time to these guest general managers. They've had people but, like but you're not a, a general manager. Right. How are you a general manager? Because supposedly Dennis Miller, you know, runs the show that night and is the booker man. He, he gets to make the matches for that night. I need somebody who's solid. I, I don't, and they do this every week? Yeah, they've had Al Sharpton do it, Cedric the Entertainer, who ended up wrestling in a mask. Nancy Why would he wear a mask? Because there was another wrestler in the same mask hiding under the ring. That was supposedly Cedric when he came back out. So was so that, win. Coco Beware? It might have been Mark Henry. <laughs> really? Or, yeah, sexual Mark chocolate. Mark Henry's still around? Oh, yeah, World's Strongest Man. Yep. He's still around. Freddie Prince Jr. did it one week. Jeremy Piven came out to promote SummerSlam and called it Summerfest. Do the fans like this or? No. No, not, the, not any fans that I've ever talked to. It's just a complete waste of time. It's Does a, Sam like it? 
Yeah, I think he does. Grab us, Sam. I'm going to try to understand this thing. I need to hear from the wrestling fans what's going on in wrestling anymore. When they bring Nancy O'Dell out from Access Hollywood to run wrestling for a night, it's just ridiculous. Um, here's Chris in Pennsylvania. Hey, Fez, you're worried about wrestling being PG. You realize it's for children, right? Yeah, what they've done is they've toned it down so much, it's not for... The, the true wrestling fans, the fans that have been there for years and years. They've toned yeah, it down that much. And they turn 12. <laughs> well, Fez, the two things that he runs into uh, trouble with for some reason is wrestling storylines and uh, children's um, holiday classics. Furious about Rudolph and stuff like this. Sam... Welcome to the Ron and Fez Show. Thank you for having me. And you know Sam from, of course, the Sam and Dave Show on Special Delivery and all the great work he's doing for ONA. By the way, Davey Mack, that's an introduction. You're right. I just did for him. <laughs> We're not professional yet. Sam, what the hell is going on with wrestling? I, I didn't know about this co-host, co-manager. The guest host? Yeah, the guest host. Well, they basically said their they're kind of company line is that they're the new place to go that SNL used to be. For celebrities when they're promoting something. So, really? Yeah, that's what they say now. So Nancy O'Dell would have gotten to host <laughs> Saturday Night Live? She, yeah. She turned them down to do Raw. Do we have a single person who's ever hosted Saturday Night Live hosting the Monday Night Raw? Um, I think Al Sharpton might be the one crossover. They had Jeremy. Al Sharpton hosted Saturday Night Live? I think he did. They had Jeremy must... Piven. I don't know if he ever hosted SNL, though. Mm. So, do you like this angle? I do. I like anything that gets wrestling out to the mainstream. And this, Why? Because I like I like to see people reporting on wrestling. I like wrestling so getting some like publicity. So you like when people know who what's going on there. Not it's not for the fans. It's for the people who aren't fans. Yeah, this is not something that's for the hardcore wrestling fans. Right. This is just trying to get that mass appeal up. Yeah. To get people to know about it and get it bigger. They just want to get on TMZ. Like, you can tell when the guest host is on which part is their fingers crossed, let's hope this gets on TMZ part. I gotcha. All right, now I'm understanding a little bit better. So, um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I saw the uh, past Monday night, and let me tell you how terrible it was. Uh, Dennis Miller was hosting the Slammies for the 2009 Slammy Awards, and of course he comes out with his monologue, gives the bad jokes, and no one you know sits there and understands it. And then sure enough, he's got to make the uh, little guest uh, a little laugh so that everyone can kind of gather the information. It's terrible. It really is bad. And Fez, by the way, uh, Clinton's uh, was name was uh, Evergreen, by the way. That was Hillary. Evergreen was... When Barbara Streisand would come over to drop her <laughs> big hit song. So you're not a fan. I mean, you're a fan. Fezzi, you're not. I am not a fan. And you, ha you, you haven't been happy with your wrestling for a long time. No. This, uh, the personalities seem watered down. Why don't you quit watching it? It's, <laughs> up, it's up against football. Every week I ask him if he caught the fucking game last night. He's like, no, I watched wrestling. The one thing can I, if I may agree, when I was went to Raw with Sam is, Fez, I think he's right on one thing. There's too many guys with normal names, like Fred 
Jerickson. Come on, Fred Jerickson, everybody. There's no wrestler named Fred Jerickson. If I was wrestling now, I'd change my name to that. But there's no, like, you know, the butterfly or the goblin, whatever. There's no characters anymore. You like the butterfly. I like characters, so I agree with Fed. I like that idea. I used to be a caterpillar, but now I'm a butterfly. That'd be a great angle. And with me is Madam Butterfly. I'm a pussy wrestler. Fly over so here. why don't you quit, Fez? Why don't you tap out, as they say? Because I know wrestling has gone through fluctuations over the years, and I keep hoping it's going to get good again. I keep watching, thinking I'm going to see something great again in professional wrestling. I mean, I could help them if they wanted me to. I could help them put back together the WWE. You believe him, Sam? Or well, Vince McMahon is is a brilliant. He's kind genius. of considered I mean, a genius. I don't know. Yeah. If Fez and, thinks and no, we nothing, have no, nothing away from Fez, of course. See, I I have no idea. Are the shows doing well with the general public? Are the ratings there or no? Uh, they're not what they were in like the Attitude Era when it was really hot. That was my favorite time. Of course, I mean, there's no better time. But the thank uh, you, because Fez and I uh, bitched about that before. Because Fez says it's the '80s. When people used to be able to bring animals. No. And, and I said it was that whole hardcore era that because they had. In the eighties it was like it was fun. Mm-hmm. But it was like in the in the late nineties you had no idea what was gonna happen. Like you couldn't believe it was even on television half the time. Right. It had sex, drugs, and rock and roll <laughs> yeah. all together. Here's what I would do for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Point one. Point my six point plan. How many points do you have? I have a six point plan yeah. to fix the WWE. Yeah. All right, first of all, uh, I would put as your point one find a date. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said girlfriend, but why limit? All right, point one Fez Watley's six point plan. And would you be, a, I know that you know all the guys up there, right? Yeah. Would you be kind enough to drop off this plan? <laughs> well, there? Yes. Maybe I'll type can... it up for you if you need. Well, he's going to have the audio. <laughs> Point one. <laughs> Stop with the guest host. Get rid of the guest general managers. It's obvious. It's point one right off the bat. Point two. Bring back Todd Pettengale. <laughs> uh, why, why, why are you getting rid of them? Because we just heard what Dennis Miller did. He came out and did a monologue mm-hmm. before we even got into any wrestling stuff. Why take up so much time? Todd Pettengale. It's a wrestling show. Todd Pettengale used to host the Slammy Awards, and he'd do a Billy Crystal-type song about the wrestlers. I don't see how that's better than Dennis Miller doing jokes. I don't understand how, he, how he's still working. <laughs> yeah. What nude pictures does he have of Scott? <laughs> Point two. Get a real world champ and stick with him. Who's the WWE champ now? Is it Shane? Bruno San Martino. <laughs> Bruno. Not Bruno. Well, didn't Bruno have it for like 18 years? Yes. I don't know if the excitement level would still be there. <laughs> but at least go, you know, six right, who, months. Who's your champ? I would go with Triple H. He's the best they have. Put the belt on him. Make him unstoppable. Nobody can get past the game. And at least give it to him for six to nine months. All right. Did you just invent that kind of slogan, <laughs> nobody can get past the game? Mm, I, probably the game said that at some point. I don't know. I, I would say nobody could beat the game. 
So that's point two. Want to play the game? These are quick points. Yeah. <laughs> Put the belt on a legitimate, good, popular well, name, good or bad, popular, and then say nobody can get past it, <laughs> and think, then nobody beats him for a while. The thing is that John Cena is selling more T-shirts than anyone else. So that's then, who. That's who they decide to make the. I mean, if you sell the T-shirts, you can win it all. They're not going to turn a guy uh, heel, or, and they're not going to start putting him on a losing streak if all the kids and the women are still buying his shirts. I mean, he's making right. money. But Sheamus is the current champion of the WWE <laughs> as of yeah. Sunday. A lot of Sheamus shirts out there. Who's Sheamus, and what does he do? He is the Celtic warrior. Ooh, yeah, you I want like characters. That. Sheamus, the Celtic warrior. <laughs> that guy like is that. great. That guy is great. That was one of the guys uh, I like that role. Let me take a look at uh, Seamus the Celtic Warrior. Big redhead with a flat top. All right, that's like Davy Mac. He's the Davy Mac of the WWE. How do you spell this guy? I think it's Seamus <laughs> with an S H. Hey, oh, here he is. <laughs> These computers are great, huh? Well, Mars uh, has this on the syrup portal. <laughs> there he is. All right. I remember Seamus because he did that thing where he ate at McDonald's three meals a day for 30 days. <laughs> no, that's thinking of Morgan Spurlock. That isn't Morgan Spurlock. No. I'm Seamus, <laughs> and I'm going to be eating at McDonald's. I, uh, let me guess. You're going to get fat. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Oh, really? Maybe it was all the McDonald's you ate. Not a very enlightening movie. By the way, I'm having fries later. <laughs> right. All right, so Seamus... Seamus is the champion. Point two is Seamus keeps going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> now we get a world champion that can carry the belt and keep it for some time. So, what about keeping Seamus there? Seamus is awesome. Seamus <laughs> is a mess. That's exactly what you said. Dave was talking about a character. He's yeah. great, man. I love this guy. So, is he really good. Irish? Is he from Ireland? He's I mean, from he's pale as can be. He's but from is Tampa. He, does he talk that way? He's got a heavy Irish accent. So that comes horse. and goes. <laughs> It's like a karma chameleon, <laughs> but so far the plan is no more general, no more guest hosts, and keep the world title on Triple H. Yes, okay, and keep the world title on somebody for a decent amount of time. Seamus' right. accent was like Cameron Diaz in Gangs of New York. It just didn't work at all. <laughs> Hello, I'm a wrestler. Can I be in a headlock? I will. Wouldn't she make a better co-host out there? Whatever they call it, <laughs> guest host. Point three. On how to fix WWE, bring back some blood. You cannot have a Hell in a Cell match at a pay-per-view where nobody bleeds. They it's have, just ridiculous. They have eliminated blood because they're targeting a more family-friendly... They're trying to put out a more family-friendly product. Well, just uh, send a telegraph to Vince. Mm -hmm. Why would they do put, that? Just put this down. Red turns to green. <laughs> Let all the wrestlers know... <laughs> They actually had a ladder match at the last pay-per-view, mm. and Christian got a really bad cut. And for the first time in pro wrestling, they actually, as if it were like a real thing, stopped the match. And Christian had to get fixed up before they could keep going, because they didn't want him bleeding on TV for the whole match. Oh my god, so they really are They're doing. The, they're yeah. trying to do the family thing real hard. You got to bring some blood back, well, especially they're, they're to going, the pay-per-view. They're, they're going in a different direction than you, Fuzz. I had no idea of this. Yeah. They don't want, they, they don't want you. They want the children. That's what they want. They want kids. And Dave actually was surprised when we went to Raw. He saw the audience is full of kids. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised about that. And let's face it, Fez. You don't buy t-shirts. You don't buy dolls. 
Yeah, you got it, by the... It, it's going to be for the little kids. I tried to get a Piper shirt that day, but it was... Nobody knew who Piper so was loud. when we went. <laughs> Nobody knew who he was. <laughs> he was hosting. He was the guest host that day. It wasn't, yeah. like, irrelevant, but they didn't fucking stock Piper shirts that night. Or since 89. He's the guest host! <laughs> yeah, Look, I'll sell all the shirts! I'll buy ten of them! Well, then why don't you try to go to fucking Nick's and pick up and roll the Pearl Monroe <laughs> fucking shirt when you're over there. I do. I, I go old school. I got my Donnie baseball. Point four. Mm. Bring back managers. You need the managers. You need the Bobby Heenan types. The guys who can talk for the guys who can't talk. No offense here, Fez, but you don't seem to be saying anything too radical. <laughs> I really think that none of these ideas are going to be surprising to Vince or anybody up there in Connecticut. Well, that's why this plan is so simple. It yeah, would absolutely work. It would absolutely work. Point five, bigger ratings. <laughs> Point six, make this 1984. <laughs> Larger stars that people love. Bring back Superfly. <laughs> and all the they wrestlers. <laughs> Point seven, all the wrestlers have hit records on the radio and MTV. <laughs> Go back to red, white, and blue ropes. <laughs> How come they're black now? Where are you at now? I'm at point five. <laughs> mm. Stop all the stand-up. Every wrestler who comes up, comes to the ring, has to do a stand-up routine. Whether it's DX, John Cena, Batista, any of them, they all have to stop and do a stand-up routine. If you want comedy <laughs> in this thing, I refer right. you back to point four. Bring back managers who can uh, get chased around. Let me just check real quick to see if under that beard it's Larry Zabisco. <laughs> <laughs> what about the old-style wrestling? More headlocks. <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah>. Rest holds. <laughs> I would say comedy is probably something that is a plus. I mean, I think when wrestlers can be funny, do a funny promo, and then work a good match. But it's every single one of them. Well... Every one of them is so quick-witted, or at least in their own minds they are, and it's taking away from the show. I don't know, but what would you want instead? Like I said, managers getting chased around, <laughs> managers getting clobbered, when, and the, the crowd's going to pop for this. Hey, they're chasing a manager. <laughs> Look at him run, running. <laughs> Look at him get go. He's oh, so much smaller. He grabbed his coat but was able to run out of it, which is always my favorite heated move. Yeah. <laughs> they would grab him and he would slip out of his coat keep going. Still works. Point seven. Loser leaves town matches. And finally. Finally. Point six. Less divas. Less ladies oh, wrestling. <laughs> Sweet Lord, what a tune out. They have, what, about 20 divas now all together? I mean, on all three brands, they might have upward. Yeah, around, maybe around 20. It's too many. Women's Point wrestling. eight. <laughs> wrestling on ice. <laughs> Skating. Women's wrestling used to be like a novelty. Point it was nine. Stop having them wrestling and just start blowing each other and fingering assholes. Old school. Point ten. A cum guzzle match. Uh, Larry in New York. Hey, Fez, do you consider yourself the blowhard of professional wrestling? I'm just trying to make it great again. Well, you, yeah, you haven't given us a new idea. 
That's the only problem with your point system. And I can see you want to have a return to your own personal childhood. <laughs> it's like when Andy really complains about not finding a parking spot in New York. <laughs> yeah, we get it. I mean, these are just different styles. I have to agree with, with uh, Sam on this one. With the ladies wrestling, you know... When you would see a midget match, that used to be a big deal. It wasn't every week, you know, and when you did see one, it was fun, it was exciting. But isn't it like a cat fight thing where the chicks kind of get turned uh, turn the guys on? Isn't you know, that the whole yeah, point? Yeah, like yeah. her top might come off? If it was tougher like that, these divas kind of do like an acrobatics demonstration That's against impressive. each other. Like a gymnastics competition. It's not even tough enough. To be entertaining when the divas hook up. Why isn't Hogan's daughter in this thing? She's pursuing her music career. Oh, stop. Um, she thinks that might be her future. Oh, they, they, I think she could be week. very successful. If she was going to have a music career, would have happened by now? I think so, too. That last album really did not do well. If she could body slam a guitar, maybe. Fez, I want you to start doing six-point plans for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will do that. That's my six-point plan for the WWE. But the next time you do one, uh -huh. put some thought into it. <laughs> Prep it up a little bit. Um, here is uh, Anthony in Jersey. You're on the fence. Hey, yeah. Um, I guess a couple weeks ago, TNA announced they were moving to Monday Night. Fence, do you think that uh, you know, with the Monday Night Wars possibly going to start again, it'll bring back the WWE? You know, maybe if TNA is doing some hardcore stuff, maybe it'll make the WD WWE compete. All right, help me out here. Who's TNA? TNA is total nonstop action. They mm. are the uh, closest competitor. They're not there by a long shot, but they're the closest competitor. They're on Spike TV every week. Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, uh, Kevin Nash, they all wrestle. So it's TNA. classic rock. It's <laughs> yeah. basically... Is Fred Jerickson a class? <laughs> Fred Jackson Sr. <laughs> but they just signed Hulk Hogan. And they are on Thursday nights now, but they announced that on January 4th, they were going to do a, a special on Monday to go head-to-head -head against Raw. And everybody's, you know, getting into it like it's the Monday Night Wars again. Does TNA know that their initials are stand for something else? I think they are aware yeah. of the double entendre. They're funny. I like the idea of this, though, of see these guys before they die of old age. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's why TNA has never really taken off, because they just say, look how big our stars are. You remember from WWE. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> then people are like, wait, no, just yeah. go watch WWE. <laughs> and then, like Kevin Nash, they stand in the ring, and we don't get a lot of wrestling out of them. I'm sorry, did you get a lot of wrestling out of Kevin Nash back when he was <laughs> in his prime? Never. He was known for standing in the middle of the ring. One of their Hulkster. Well, he was a pretty shitty wrestler. One right? of their biggest uh, main events on pay-per-view this year was uh, Mick Foley versus Sting. Oh, so that's from the police? No, 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 the wrestler. So Mick Foley's with them now? Yeah. Uh, what kind of money do you think they're getting paid in that league? Well, they don't get paid as much as they do in WWE, but they are old school in the sense that they tape a month's worth of TV in one shot. Oh. So they don't have to travel. They go to Orlando for a yeah. weekend every month. Every you know month. And they do their TV, and then they do the pay-per-view, and then they're good. And that's really always hysterical, because I remember when even the WWE used to do something yeah. out of there. And they would just have people from the theme park, and they would not necessarily be wrestling fans. Mm. They would have a lot of people just 
totally confused about any angle. And there's no such thing as the shade of gray character. You have to have good guys and bad yeah. guys because you have a boo sign and a cheer sign because <laughs> nobody knows what they're watching. I don't understand. <laughs> they get handed signs to just hold up. Uh, yeah, I say bring back the baby face. <laughs> but that's what TNA is doing, and people think that uh, now that they're going to... they want People want them to go Mondays permanently because mm -hmm. they think that that'll rebuild what we had in the 90s but i don't wwe is investing a lot into going family friendly and you know they're a publicly traded company they want to get the big corporations vince mcmahon wants you know an entertainment company and like you said vince doesn't really make gigantic mistakes you know what i mean like he yeah. uh he was off kilter a little bit and, and got caught with his pants down in the uh in the 90s and we're all like well, that's the end of WWE. He's being outspent. He doesn't have a chance. He's and he fucking turned. The, and nobody would have bet on him at that's the right. time. Everybody thought they were going to go out of business. And right. I will tell you though, the truth though, a person who told me time and time again when they were at the lowest that WWE was going to win was Heenan. Heenan used to say, and I would see him all the time. We lived in the same area. And we used to sit, uh, you know, hang around with him sometimes. And he would go, "They're a wrestling organization." We're a TV show. We're going to fucking run out of money. Yeah. We're just wasting money. He goes, and I don't give a shit. I'm just going to keep putting my checks away, and I hope my neck gets better. He was always worried about anybody touching his neck. Yeah. yeah. But, like, even when Vince McMahon does make a mistake, like when he did the XFL, he'll get out of it. Like, he did one season. It didn't work. He was done. Mm -hmm. He didn't try to, you know, keep it going. He's like, it didn't work. I'm out. Yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah. He really is. Why is he still lifting? He's got to be 70. He's got to stop lifting. Because <laughs> he wants to be as big as the wrestlers. Why? His hair is getting weird, too, these days. Like, it's, he's, it's way too short. After after Donald Trump shaved him, he got rid of the big bouffant hairdo and just kept it. The Michael yeah, Buffer thing works, though, for him. I think so, too. What is his wife running for up there in Connecticut? I saw the ads when I was up there. I think a senator. Yeah. But uh, a state senator? She's not running for, for no, Connecticut. U.S. Senate. She's trying to take Chris wow. Dodd's seat. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And they were uh, her her political opponents were all pissed off because they said that she was involved in like you know simulated rapes and this and that on TV. And they went to YouTube to get all the WWE footage, and WWE had taken everything down. Yeah, but it's got it should be easy enough from the finite stuff. And that's right. It's not think. really her fault because she was unconscious there <laughs> for a while in that wheelchair. She was in a vegetative <laughs> state. Mm -hmm. uh, blowhard is here. See if he agrees with Fez's <laughs> six-point plan. I agree with Fez 100%. As an old-time wrestling fan, I remember the old days, and ever since the likes of Freddie Blassie and the Grand Wizard left wrestling, it just hasn't been the same. And by the way, Linda McMahon is trailing in the uh, Republican primary. She's behind. So she really How far behind? Uh, there's, there's a front-runner I know who's... Uh, probably going to be the nominee but she's mm. pumping a lot of money into it and i think uh, what sam said is right they took all the uh, disparaging videos it's very hard to find dirt on linda mcmahon right now but she's having some real serious commercials they're running a lot of ad campaigns yeah and, uh, i caught him up there and i thought i had a high fever i was yeah. up uh, for the weekend in connecticut i'm like wait that woman is vince's wife and she's not being you know Entertaining. She's talking about lower property taxes. <laughs> they, they run them in Westchester. Like, the WWE's gotten so strange. <laughs> Tax match. Yeah. They run them in Westchester, and I always make Jess be quiet whenever uh, they're sure. hands on. <laughs> you make Jess be quiet anyway. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's funny I, when I, they first, first brought up your, your points. 
the thing he brought up, uh, they banned the midgets because they said it was, quote, insensitive. And there was nothing like it when Andre the Giant would take on five or six midgets at a time. <laughs> or Well, they'll the... still bring back a midget to make fun of another wrestler. Like, oh, the, oh yeah. look, here, here comes Bret Hart. And it's a guy in a midget. And it's well, always... about the Haiti kid getting branded by Terry Funk? Remember that in the 80s? It was like this racist Terry Funk hillbilly or um, cowboy character. But it's always go after the ring announcer all the time and uh, just totally come out and you know it was just borderline hatred. It's it's always the same thing with the midgets though. It's like oh Bret Hart's coming out and you know there's yeah. no way Bret Hart it's going to be just a small <laughs> Bret Hart. Oh you know, Booker T's on his way. No he's not. You're, okay it's a thing. small Booker T. He's wearing the same clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's cute, though. He's can't take your This is amazing. And they like put the him in the sharpshooter. Uh, here's what uh, here's my one point plan for Blowhard and Fez. <laughs> They get a DeLorean. <laughs> they go fast enough to go back to the time that they're happy. Oh, that's great. And move on from there. That works for me because you think of even the rivalries when you used to have like Larry Zabisco, who you mentioned before, <laughs> going against Bruno. I think it was pure hate in that. And you'd go to the garden in the old days. You thought you had a price. <laughs> they, they were the friends. And the fireworks going off. It was just basically pound for pound, the squared circle, man versus man. Greatest match ever, Bruno versus Pedro Morales. You know, I get to top that. Go back. There are, they're on the old Madison Square Garden yeah. thing. You can't see people moving in the crowd. The, 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 I can't believe that 20,000 people uh, showed up and would sit quietly <laughs> and smoke yeah. in those they, days. They would heave whiskey bottles from the, from the blue seats up from the upper deck because it was really more of an ethnic blue-collar crowd. And when Pedro was the champ, it was all of a... Bensonhurst up there, and then when the Morales got the belt, it was like just Puerto Ricans. And if there was the same uh, guy, unpopular Pedro Morales, they would just throw bottles, and, uh, and and it was just like almost like a prize fight attitude. As now, when you got the giant screens, all the glitz and glamour, and I, the steroids, and I like to see fat guys go at it in the ring and just actually wrestle. And it well, you like can. Watching, yeah. There's all kinds dinosaurs. of leagues out there. I right, thanks, dinosaurs. Blowhard. Um, here's what the part of it I like. Fez wants to get rid of the divas, right? You don't like to watch women wrestling. Right. About a week or two ago, he was furious with us that women should be able to compete with men in real fucking sports. <laughs> I mean, Why not have a woman shortstop? <laughs> the divas are the weaker competitors, but I would certainly not be so drastic as to remove them from the company. I think they For do. Ads. You're going to get a, a nip slip. Yeah. It's a seven minutes segment. I have a two hour show. The thing is, I like the feels like 20. A lot of the old-time, the people who want wrestling to go back to what it was before, need to realize that they don't spend any money, really, on wrestling. Uh, absolutely. And it's like, why would they cater the product to people who are going to watch it, but they're not going to spend any money on it? Right. You're not a real fan anymore like you used to be. Fez used to go to all the matches. Now he just watches Monday Night Raw. Yeah. But in the same way, it's like... It reminds me of like a guy will come in and will be watching the, the the kids' cartoons and he starts to yell at them about Yogi Bear. <laughs> oh, that was a cartoon. <laughs> the Flintstones. You should have seen the size of the eggs this man would eat. Loose and they, pebbles. And the kids are like, I'm fucking watching my cartoon. You had your time in childhood. Can this now be mine? I mean, they got the WWE on demand if you want to watch the old stuff. You could check it out. Would that be too difficult for you, Fez, to watch the old stuff? Would you just feel too nostalgic? I would feel very nostalgic, and I would still want the current stuff to meet the quality. <laughs> but what is the quality? What are you missing out on? 
the quality is it's too it's too bland now. It's too jokey. It's well, too, when did it peak? I think it peaked with Piper and Hogan. <laughs> so what year are we talking? So I would say you got to go like 85, 86. So you think like WrestleMania 2 was the peak? Not with Bundy. Well, what was the peak of all the WrestleManias? I think it was probably they may have peaked when um, Hogan Yokozuna and Bret Hart. That WrestleMania a, 9? That was the, you made just a huge leap. That was a good one. People call that one of the worst WrestleManias the of all time. Who fuck is Yokozuna? <laughs> Never even heard of him. Oh, you'll like this then. There's a thing in the village of Yokozuna ate like eight of these giant hamburgers at some place, <laughs> and there's a picture of him. Never heard of this guy. That was the WrestleMania where it was the first appearance of the second Doink the Clown from Under the Ring. Oh, my oh. God. That's Doink. Bad. Yeah. The uh, Mad Clown. What we should do is one weekend, we'll just sit and watch one of those old ones and Fez could defend it to us. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, Fez, uh -huh. the reason that like you like it better is because you remember it from a young person's eyes. When you weren't just attacking anything. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I remember when you were younger, you were like Sam and the really bad stuff, what you would just laugh at. Yeah. You'd be like, this is great. <laughs> Look how bad this is. <laughs> As wrestling fans get older, they do all say, oh, no, last night's show sucked. And every single week they go, yeah, that show sucked last night. <laughs> but they'll watch every single week. Uh, Bobby and Queen, German Fez. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Yeah. I was watching Raw with uh, my little... Uh brothers and sisters, and they do in-show commercials, like Triple H and DX are wearing their t-shirts, and they're telling them, put them on your Christmas list, and scarves, and gloves, and and a whole line of uh, clothing. That's, yeah. their, that's the DX gimmick now, that they do over-the-top, obvious, I'm doing an infomercial type of stuff. Uh, but they are actually selling their shirts and hats. At and the stuff. same time. And they're chasing around little midget hornswoggle. <laughs> I thought we couldn't have midgets. Well, it's he, well, he's a leprechaun, I should say. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, my apology. That's much more dignified. <laughs> yes. Anthony, Staten Island, what do you got? Hey, Ron. I mean, the, the wrestling peak like back in The Rock and then Stone Cold and DX. I mean, my back problem when is it was WrestleMania One. Stone Cold always oh. made me think of Stone Crab. And I was probably gonna be, I'd be so fucking hungry. They should have test marketed that name just to see how it went over with the fans. Well, I'd be watching, and it would be the Rock and Stone Cold, and I'd be like, man, Stone Crabs and Rolling Rock would be fucking great. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no, that would be. Uh, Hell yeah. why, why don't I go out to an adult bar like a person? <laughs> they don't play wrestling at those bars. No, they don't do it anywhere other than Fez's house. Goofy sports. Uh, Derek, you're running Fez. Derek. Oh, hey. Yeah. hey, I think you guys kind of already made my point, but uh, maybe wrestling hasn't gotten worse. Maybe finally at the age of 65, you finally matured out of that stage. Well, here's the thing. After the show today, I told Fez I'd go over his apartment and play some old video game from the <laughs> 80s like he was Mickey Rourke. So we would just sit there. That is great, isn't it? <laughs> But seriously, you're going to end up in a trailer thinking about your glory days when you didn't wrestle. When I was the Ram. You already got the heart for it. Remember when the kid's talking to him about Call of Duty? He's like, what? <laughs> Call, what? 
What? <laughs> the kid had to repeat like eight times. We should fireman party. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. He's like, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. It <That> was awesome. <laughs> that was great. And then my other thing is when he was when he was actually getting lunch beat. Here goes spring chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy. Yeah. I'm just like, it's almost like if you call a fat guy tiny. You're not really you're not really giving a compliment. <laughs> Pennystockchaser.com. Chaser, Penny Stock Chaser. Oh, wait a minute. I sound like Sleeves there. I don't want Anthony uh, to hate me. Uh, what does he hate, Sleeves? He does. Just well, the song. He, well, he's not a fan of Sleeves in general because of the song. He really hates the song. He said, of all the Christmas songs he's ever heard, it's the worst. Well, he said that <laughs> last year, but he was like, I love Sleeves, except for that song. And now he's left sleeves in the yeah, day. Yeah, he just yeah. became, because he forgot about the song, and then we played it today, and Anthony just became infuriated. Yeah, he doesn't uh, like sleeves song. No. I like it. Anthony does not. But you like wrestling. Wrestling's good. Penny Stock Chaser. Penny Stock Chaser. <laughs> Penny Stock Chaser. Even Anthony likes it a lot. Here's what they do. They research... La, 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 la. Here comes Anthony. They research potential stocks. And How then, come he's never on Twitter anymore? <laughs> and then they notify their members of the buy recommendations <laughs> with hot stock alerts. Opie and Anthony. Opie and Anthony is one name. Opie and the other one's Anthony. Now, being a member at Penny Stock Chaser is free and easy. You just submit your email, and you start getting your free daily newsletter. Fez, here's a dime. Go get me 10 stocks. Over 70% of the stocks they recommended to members. 100%. 70%. 100% have come in and come in big. It's just over 70, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. uh, those stocks they recommended in 2009 rose within two weeks of their alert. Jesus. Some of the really? Yeah. That quickly? Yeah, within two weeks. Now I'm going to stop out. goofing around and get in on some of this. Because you know what I like? What's that? Free money. <laughs> so some of the stocks have doubled, tripled, or even risen by 1,000%. Penny Stock Chaser, you can also penny stock search... Penny Chaser, Penny Stock Chaser, Anthony likes the Penny Stock song. You can even search <laughs> Stock Chaser on Twitter and get their hot stock alerts as they develop that way through your Twitter. Uh, but be careful, because I went to Cock Chaser and saw a big picture of Fez. <laughs> here comes Cock Chaser, here comes Cock Chaser. Fez got a secret, know what it is. Talking about Penny Stock Chaser, here's the recent pick. Canadian Shield Exploration. The the name is... You know what? I went to Canadian Shields in Yarnell and uh, never heard back from them. This is wow, that was too old of a reference. <laughs> Only Blowhard got it. They were mimes. I just did a fucking mime joke from the 70s. This is CSRFF. It's gone from 30 cents to a high of $1.68. And that was a hot stock alert from PennyStockChaser.com. PennyStockChaser, PennyStockChaser. Here comes Anthony. He wants some stock. <laughs> Individual <laughs> results may vary. There's but they don't. That's why it's fantastic. They do. Everybody's a winner. Everything can vary. There's no guarantee that past performance... But there is a guarantee. A guarantee that you'll make more money than ever. No, there's no guarantee that past performance will be... Your voice is cracking now. ...will be indicative of the of but future it, results. But it is, and that's what's amazing about it. No guarantee. PennyStockChaser.com. Invest wisely. Mm. <laughs> By the way, uh, Penny Stocks Chasers now has a scratch-off. So, line up, kids. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> what is with you? You can't even wait for the number to be called. you got to sit and scratch with a fucking dime. Oh, yeah. And, uh, my buddy used to work in a bodega, so I'd hang out there and just pull him off the fucking thing until I, until I broke even. Saddest white man ever. Yes. Saddest white man I've ever seen.
It's fun. You, here's the thing. You are too young and too white to be as old and black as you are. <laughs> Love the track, too, baby. Come on. You're fucking Howlin' Wolf without a guitar. <laughs> so is that your uh, your point, Fez? That is it. Mm. That was point seven. Point seven. They got Tony Atlas still. He's oh. old. What's he doing? Well, there's a wrestler named Abraham Washington who who does a gimmick where he's a talk show host. Uh -huh. And Tony Atlas is the guy who introduces him and laughs way too hard at all of his jokes. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's good. Penny stock chaser, penny stock chaser. <laughs> I want you to just play that song for Ann every day until he gets to like it. I don't think he's got the Christmas spirit this year. I don't. Th I don't know if he does. He said it was the, the sleeve song was just too depressing. It is depressing. Yeah. I, I guess he just doesn't like... Feeling kind of good, la, 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 la. I think it's a great song. Anthony doesn't. We haven't seen it in a while. It doesn't get out as much as he used no. to. No. See him in the hallways sometimes. Yeah. Past couple of days, they've been leaving very quickly. I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, actually, I saw Jimmy running down the street to get out of here today. Literally running full tilt. I actually just was in a sales meeting, and they said, So, Opie and Anthony are happy now? He said, No. <laughs> Why would they be? Yeah. No. Are they happy they didn't get to do all the stuff that they did before? Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. then, no. Just thrilled. God. God, God peaches and cream. Yeah. Damn them. Well, uh, when the riot breaks out... <laughs> Let's make a list of the guys. We I really get. hope this riot does happen. Actually, all right. Remember when you were talking about Chris Brown the other day? Your hero. Yeah. He well, is, he is now saying this. <laughs> He's now saying the man is keeping his CDs out of stores and not stocking them, and he's pissed off about it. I saw that he went crazy on his Twitter, and then he had to delete his Twitter. All these people have to delete their Twitter because they don't know what the fuck to do. His last, he posted a thing on his Twitter that said, "Yeah, I said it, and I'm not taking it back." And then the next day, he deleted his Twitter. <laughs> but I may delete. Yeah. I won't take it back, but I may delete. My manager takes it back. It's different. But his first album, first week, his last album before this one, sold 250 thousand copies first week. This one sold 100 copies, 100 thousand. And he thinks the people still want it. They just show up. They ask for it. And people will give them a Lisa Keys CD instead and go like this. You'd rather have this. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. This guy's I... never hit a woman. Put this Put this in your fucking bag. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was mad because Walmart wasn't stocking his Walmart, CD. But... I guess they don't like chick beaters. Yeah. Well, Walmart only stocks stuff that the edited version of CDs anyway. Right. They don't have any parental advisory, so if they don't have the Chris Brown CD, that's fine. I think probably the reason that he sold less CDs this time around was all the press he had about beating up Rihanna. Well, there's only one thing to buy at Walmart anyway, and that's a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> and shells. And you see one, someone walking down the aisle with a shotgun. <laughs> Just in their cart. What a great... They got this for $7. <laughs> Major stores are blackballing my shit. <laughs> Not stocking the shelves and line of customers. What the fuck do I got to do? I give him this. The kid tries to sell. He jumped in our conversation. <laughs> Me, Rock, and Sam are standing there. He's like this. What's up, guys? Yeah, he did. <laughs> We're like, nothing's up. We're fucking talking. <laughs> Here's my new album, Graffiti. Uh, why isn't uh, he just fucking just uh, go to iTunes? I mean, most people, no one who buys CDs anymore. 
I don't think black people go to iTunes. Oh, okay. They they still like c CDs. They do. I still buy CDs. Do you Why? really? Yeah. I like to have the CD. I like to open the CD up, put it in the CD player, which is my computer. Uh, I have oh. the booklet, all that stuff. Well, I, I put it on the computer and then put it in my iPod, but I like to have the CD and leave the store with the CD. What, no. You feel better somehow? Yeah. Like, I feel like when I download an album, mm -hmm. I don't really have it. It's just there on your I feel like someone iPod. could just take it away from me at any yeah. moment. But you like, to you like to have your wall of CDs and look up at your music. Right, like I can hold it. Like you can't take this away from me unless you <laughs> physically take it away from me. You'd have to be a big wrestler to be able yeah. to get this CD away from me. So you're Someone a hoarder, like, though, then. Why is he a hoarder? Because CDs are, there's no point in, in cluttering your house, his already small studio apartment, his fucking shit. I actually threw out years and years of my, I'm agreeing with Dave on that. I just don't want yeah. to fucking put sitting on, up on the wall. All in the Blackberry. Put some travel Wilburys in there last night. I don't throw any of that stuff out. Even, like, uh, my VHS tapes, I won't throw out. You'll never watch them. That's the thing I, uh, about... You'll never watch them. You're gonna be like one of those guys who's still watching 80s porn. Or those <laughs> tapes. Mainly I mean, it's ass work. I'll get the new thing, too. Like, I'll get the DVDs, but I won't throw it out. Like, I don't see myself throwing out my DVD collection because everything's going digital. <clears throat> you feel will. like it could just disappear. I don't know what it is about the DVDs, but... I still have mine, and I don't even fucking go look at it anymore. Yeah, it's not on TV. I don't watch it. I don't because you got Netflix on the PlayStation now. Yeah, and 150 movie channels. You don't really need DVDs, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go drastic and throw mine out. Because with Kindle, Amazon, you know, you were downloading books. They had 1984, and all of a sudden they didn't have the proper rights, and they started deleting it off people's Kindles. That happened once. But now they don't have the book anymore. If they then, had I think that, they had to give it back or something, didn't they? They did end up giving it back. Yeah. If Kindle goes under, that you lose all your books because it's all right. still owned by Amazon. But, uh, all right, and, and I'm not kidding. A couple years ago, I threw out something like 40 fucking boxes of books because what am I going to fucking do with them? The library wouldn't even take them anymore. I just had to start throwing them at homeless people. I was just riding around hitting homeless people in the back of the head with Fountainhead. <laughs> But like, what, what, if what you, are you going to do? Because you wake up one morning and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I have that book. I'd like to kind of peruse through it and then say, oh, my goodness, I don't have it anymore. No, I don't. If I read a book once, I've read it. I very rarely go back. Even as something uh, I was bringing up like Mutiny on the Bounty. And uh, my friend says, is it good? And I go, I, I loved it. I read it when I was 14 and haven't read it since. But I'm thinking I'm. I, I only had a 14-year-old head at the fucking time. Yeah. Why don't I go back and read, like, fucking Robinson Crusoe again and shit like that? Uh, you know, that um, they're coming out with a new a Robin Hood movie, right? Yes. And then I thought to myself, I never read the Robin Hood things again since I was, like, 11 or 12. Mm. Those things might be just fucking great. Right. But see, this is why you got to keep everything. Well, I'm not going to read. I'm, I'm going to go out and get a new book. But you you, you gotta... can't keep school stuff, too. Well, if Fez you... doesn't read, by the way. You know that? At He's all? never read a book. No. You <laughs> never read one book? Nope. For a while, uh, I was giving him books on tape. Yeah. And I had a feeling that he was even fast-forwarded in them. <laughs> what about, like, the, even the wrestling books, when wrestlers come out with books? No. Oh. They're very and, interesting. And McFoley's? Have a nice day. Yeah, how long those things are? I find Fez, it's really one of the more interesting things about him is, like, because we talked about yesterday that people with a lot of interests are interesting 
But the it's something interesting about Fez that doesn't get turned on by like he hates museums, he hates any kind of painting, uh, poetry, music. He hates yeah. literature. He I hates. I even say movies to a degree. I mean, it's the fact that he hasn't watched Taxi Driver or The War Room, and I let borrow him those movies two years I ago. I let borrow him those movies. <laughs> what are you fucking crazy Amish? <laughs> um, well, he watches things like Monday night. As much as he hates wrestling, he has to watch it. And then he yeah. goes to bed at night watching his Batman movie from a couple years ago. <laughs> Same one over and over. <laughs> There's so many movies. Like, I'll get like that. Like, I'll like a movie a lot. But after I watch it like three times, I think to myself, I'm not going to put it in again. I got 150 movies here. So why do you... Why do you want to own the CD if you don't want to rewatch it? Because then, after like a couple months, I'll remember. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. I, I used to watch that over and over again. Let me check it out again. See, Dave, you can watch a movie constantly. Yes, absolutely. I can. I can even watch it and then just press play and start it right the fuck back up up again. I, I've done that with There Will Be Blood, probably. I'm, I'm, why? I'm, it's on HBO constantly. Anyway. I know, but I'm saying I, I DVR'd it. And I'll just play it, and then no it's more done. hitting, right? <laughs> huh? You'll tell me no more hitting. It's perfect. All right, go and play now. And there's no more hitting for you. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to abuse that little girl. I go, he's fucking hitting on her. You'll tell me if he tries. No more hitting. Are you happy I'm here? God, he's fucking creepy in that. I just love when he like puts Eli in the mud for some reason. That's like my favorite because it's he doesn't really rough him up the way we would expect in in movies, right? Like punching and you hear like the fake turkey falling on the floor sound effect, yeah. and all that bullshit. It's just he just like slaps him around yeah, two in guys a very realistic fight. way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's I love that part. Everything he does with Eli, Eli should have won a fucking Oscar too. Now I'm convinced. I don't like Eli as much. Eli could have won. Eli over slows Javier it down Bardemo. for me. Actually, Eli didn't he replace somebody that wasn't even? Oh, the reason yes. why he played twins or something? Yeah, yeah. I forget the first actor, but that is why he was. Who was he supposed to, to be? Play. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Is he? Well, we just haven't seen him in forever. Mm. Maybe he was replacing Seamus. <laughs> now that would have been a movie. <laughs> He's playing Seamus <laughs> in the new movie called Fez Hates This. I give it two thumbs down, Fez Watley. How could Fez ask for, did say it's too bland, and the world champion is a gigantic pale redhead named Seamus the Celtic Warrior? Seamus <laughs> looks exactly like this guy in my neighborhood who had the nickname Filthy McNasty <laughs> that I think came from a comic strip or something, but he was the scariest fuck, and uh, when he fucking OD'd, no one found him for like a week and a half because people were afraid to go to his apartment. The original actor <laughs> was Kel O'Neill, and they said he had to drop out because he was intimidated by Lewis. Uh, I put Who is the guy? What else has he done? Kel O'Neill? So you miss out on a fucking classic film because you're afraid of somebody. Just act. I mean, he's not going to actually beat you up. He might. So what? Get beat up from yeah. being in a movie. Go the hard way for a change. You can't even find the guy. This this fucking He's thing is Jack shit. Okay. He was in uh, Cross Universe, an episode of Special uh, Law and Order, and that's pretty much it. I Domino. wouldn't put him in anything. Now, if you fucking if you fucking lose it when you're in a big film, yeah, fuck this guy. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck you. Uh, by the way, this film was uh, Dave's on further review. He thinks should have been the Oscar winner. Yeah, and I'm a Coen Brothers fan. Uh, I, I worship them. Yes, I do. I don't think you do. Yes, you I hate them. I love them. 
You're out of the writer's guild. I have 90% of their films on digital video disc. Speaking of hoarding things, I have 90%. Why do you say digital video disc all the time when it's not even called that? That's You've been corrected on the fucking show <laughs> many times for saying it. Those people had innuendo and hearsay. I, I Why did you just up. do gay hand? You just did a fucking gay hand. <laughs> Anyone who calls no up sense. and corrects people. <laughs> Weren't, uh, I heard that they were mad at... To Kobe, uh, Toby Keith, is that his name? Because he was singing oh, yeah. and he fucking pulled his eyes back to yeah, when he was stage. talking about Chinese people. Right. It was Will Smith was rapping and when he said like Asian people, Toby Keith went like that. Do we have that? Is it on Very fucking... brief? Yeah, there's a clip because Will Smith goes like red, brown, yellow, and as soon as he said yellow, Toby Keith said yeah, slanted <laughs> his eyes back. <laughs> Why can't you do that? Why is that considered an insult? I don't know. You're making fun of how someone looks. They can't mm. help that. Well, he's not making fun of it. He's saying, I say what it is. <laughs> yeah, this is what it is. It's not like you yelled out your eyes are tilted like a pinball machine. <laughs> okay. All right, let me take a look at this. Let me take a gander at Big TK. And I mean, you got Will Smith rapping again. Mars can't fucking fix the no, I mean, look at this. He's... If you just scroll down, okay. Oh, boy. Why are we... Oh, Jesus. What kind of show is this? Here it is, I think. Right there it is. That was it. That's it. He did it with one hand. Why is Toby Keith on a hip-hop stage? And why are they doing 81 fucking hip-hop? It was some awards thing in Europe. It wasn't, uh, it was an industry party type deal. It looks like they're waiting in the lobby of a hotel for the bus to come pick them um, up or something. Yeah, it wasn't like a concert. It was an impromptu, I believe. So it was while in Norway for the Peace Prize concert. Yeah. So this was for the Nobel Peace Prize. They had I don't these, understand what happens anymore. These two. Steven Singer Jewelers. I hate Steven Singer. Steven Singer. I hate him. He's got the most affordable prices Does on jewelry. He? Then why is he so hated? He's got free shipping. And if you need help shopping for jewelry, you can get a personal assistant just by calling 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. And that is for free. There's no reason not to give jewelry this holiday season. Steven Singer Jewelers makes it so easy to do. And it looks like uh, this year, Sam, you're getting engaged. You're going to uh, finally give her the ring? I don't know about that. Give her the ring and say, this is it. Would you be with me forever? I don't know if Do me a favor. Do it on our show instead of Oni. No, I feel like they might say Sam's getting engaged. La 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 la. Not confirmed. You can get a great. It's completely confirmed. <laughs> la 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 la. Confirmed. <laughs> you can get a great engagement ring at Steven Singer Jewelers. They'll help get you pick it out. Ring at Steven Singer Jewelers. <laughs> the best customers. The best customers. The best Stephen cus King Singer Jewelers. <laughs> best customer service. And all the people in the night. And all the children in the light. Go to I Hate Steven Go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Dot com. <laughs> where you can shop online. Shop online. La, 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 la. Or you can visit Steven Singer in you know person. The, the best thing that she's ever done is that uh, Carrie movie. When he made that. 
<laughs> that was Stephen King. Stephen King's jewelry. <laughs> la 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 la, have a real fun. <laughs> la 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 la, Fizz is doing live reads. La 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 la. That's this is Stephen Singer we're talking about. That's you. <laughs> no, the my name is Stephen Singer. La 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 la, taking my time on the la 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 la. Getting Anthony upset. La 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 la. Driving Anthony crazy, la 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 la. Steven Singer Jewelers, la 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 la. The store's in Philly, la 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 la. You could stop in and even say hello to Steven. It's at the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philadelphia, where you're gonna get the best. At the end of the day, top quality jewelry. At a great price with free shipping. What is? Steven Singer Jewelers. I can't hear you. <laughs> it's Steven Singer. <laughs> well, what is? The sleep song is By the way, Fez, I hate to correct you, but you, you just said clinger. You said clinger selling jewelry. All right, going to confuse me. Not the guy from MASH. This is Steven Singer selling jewelry. I always wondered why this. Why didn't Mash try to do some kind of mashed potato deals today? Oh. So, if you like Mash, you'll love La 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 La. Stephen Singer Jewelers. La, 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 la. They blow away every other jewelry business. Wait, they blow who? La 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 La. They blow away la, 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 la. other jewelry stores. La 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 La. Why are you doing that voice? That's harmony. I always, that when you go low, I have to do like. Uh, <laughs> and if you go online, look at the black diamonds. Think about a thing. I feel a million miles away. I don't think anyone you can know, hear me. Uh, when I went to uh, first time I ever went to a Stephen Stinger uh, Jewelers, it was all white diamonds, and I went back, all black diamonds. Oh, God. Property value. They were the first. I clutched my purse when I walked through there. Steven Singer Jewelers Steve. at I hate com. You know what? I'd like him to start liking himself better. He does a lot of good things for people. And you can also call at one eight 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 I hate Steven Singer. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Steven Singer, the guy la, you control. The perfect gifts at affordable prices for the holidays. Go to I hate Steven Singer dot com. You know, Aunt beating up on uh, sleeves is like beating up a puppy, though. He just is so infuriated by the song. I've never seen anyone get so angry. <laughs> He's angry about that song. Really, really upset about it. Um, if he wants, we can replay Police Stole My Car by Brother Joe. <laughs> He'd probably like that better. Or you can visit the Steven Singer Jewelers store. What are you still talking about? I just need to You think. get 60 seconds to do a spot. <laughs> I know, You can't ramble on for a long time. A lot of that was sleeves. And all the people in the night. At the corner. Singing Steven Singer Jewelers. This is at the corner of 8th and Walnut, Steven Singer Jewelers. What side of the street is it on? The other side. What's that mean? I don't know. He doesn't know the layout of Philadelphia. You think the Eagles are going to win it all this year? Not anymore. All right, then that means Steven Singer doesn't mean no shit, because he told me the Eagles are going to win it all. <laughs> that was uh, Fez's pick, the Eggs. Then later, for no apparent reason, he said the Bengals. <laughs> and now he's on to saying, 
is going to be Saints versus Colts. Because <laughs> <laughs> me and you are in this stupid goddamn thing. We're still left in it. Right. Both teams, both of our teams are just ruptured. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like I was looking... Your Randy Moss, I think, had a minus one last week. Yeah, I lost points on Randy Moss playing against the Panthers. I think you got to get rid of him this week, too, because I don't think he's um, healthy. Right. <laughs> so, And I didn't know what to do at quarterback. Everything just is a mess at this point. It is point. a mess. And you can't depend... You can, If you have players playing horrible teams, you have good teams, and it's like you can't depend on any of that. What's he talking about? I, I don't know. You got decent players on good teams playing bad teams, <laughs> and they still can't get you any points. Make a six-point plan for how you can change <laughs> fantasy football. Number one, go back to the pass. <laughs> Number two, get me my old room <laughs> so uh, I don't Montana. have to pay rent anymore. Stop using those computers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he calls them tap boxes. <laughs> he goes, I see people over there on their tap boxes. I prefer an abacus. Fingers just you know, tapping away. My new thing is I if someone tells me that they can't put up with anyone texting, I just walk away with them. I, I'm going, I can't be around you because... We live in a world of constant texting. So if you are going to bitch about it all the time, it makes you the unpleasant person. Well, here's something that I know I will never, ever be a part of, and that's sexting. Well, <laughs> you haven't sexted yet. Sexting. I'm barely keeping up with texting. <laughs> barely. Where did that come from? <laughs> Pornographic mind. That was his last brain cell came up with a thought. <laughs> and you know what? It's not so much... These kids today with their sex thing. It's Don't follow it down, Fezzi. Don't follow it down there. <laughs> Don't step on your own lap. Look at them. You've, you can't top that. <laughs> I just won't. You want what? Sexed. <laughs> you have to sex first. You don't sex. No, but if I did sex, I would never end up sexting. Yes, you're never going to end up sexing. <laughs> this is a problem you're not going to have. That's like saying if I grew wings on my back, I'm not going to fly into storm clouds. You don't have to catch. worry about this. If I was on Deadliest Catch. If I was on Deadliest Catch, you use different bait. I don't care how small the crabs are. I'm keeping them. <laughs> well, I'm the one who got them. I'm eating them. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing, too, like when you're fishing. I don't like to throw shit back. I'd rather throw it on the bottom of the boat. Never. I remember on, on our lake, we had sunnies. Mm -hmm. you know oh, God. Yeah. You can catch them with a hook. Right. Literally a hook and a tiny piece of bread. And I caught 25 sunnies one time. And I put them all in a bucket and brought my mom home. And she just she cursed at me <laughs> for ruining these fish's lives. When, when I was a kid. Because you can't eat them. You can't do a fucking thing with them. I took this uh, boat out. I'm like fucking, you know, just a, like 10 or 11 or something. So I catch all these sunnies, and I'm only like fucking 30 yards off away. We were in Canada in a cabin. I just filled the bottom of the boat. I didn't even put them in a bucket. I just it's kept great. throwing them in. Uh, and they, I stayed out long enough that they all died on the bottom. <laughs> then I rode in and then cleaned the boat out. Uh -uh. My fucking dad gets in. What the fuck happened? <laughs> like I go, what? He goes, you, you didn't bring I go, they're dead. He goes... You just killed all these fish. <laughs> We're right. eating fish. That's the point. And you can't do anything with the sunny. And I actually said, I go, you think this is how I want to spend my vacation? <laughs> Us at a lake? <laughs> I'd like to be with my fucking friends. I don't. So I'm going to leave some sunnies on the bottom of the boat. The fair's in town. 
Uh, we got a break here, but uh, you've heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Fez will not sext. <laughs> Don't ask me to. I'm not going to. What's the reason you want sexting? <laughs> you know, it's not even so much the nudity. Which Whoa. would be embarrassing. So you, you're you not going to send a picture of your cock to someone? Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's what would you write with it? What in the world caption? You like me? I mean, it, that would be the really you know awkward part. You know you're going back to Four Winds. <laughs> no, it's the holiday. Like it. like the fact it. that you Perfect spun time. into this at all, you're going to Four Winds for Christmas. <laughs> Four Winds is more of a spring trip. You are so disconnected. I will be laughing all day long at the thought of Fez saying, you know what I won't be doing? Sexting. I won't. Fezzy. Write it down if you have to, Sam. I will, I will. These are the young guys. They should be respecting you. I, it's a good not, joke. I'm, not no, hearing madness. No, you like you. It, it was a funny joke. You like uh, we're going to break here. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we just do a search search in the middle of this? Uh, what do you got for us, Fez? Well, the, the prize we have is the Forza Motorsport 3. That is Turn 10's latest racing epic game designed exclusively for the Xbox 360. Now, here's the search, search, hurry up and search question. Who is fifth in line to the British throne that Queen Elizabeth II sits on right now? Peter Jones. Who is fifth in line to the British throne? I think it's John Goodman. I saw a documentary on it. Somehow he ends up with it. Take a break right back uh, with your answer on Fed Show. What year was Jerry Mathers born? Search, search, hurry up and search! How many stripes are on the Harlem Globetrotters' shorts? Search, search, hurry up and search! What's the annual rainfall in Cairo? Search, search, hurry up and search! It's everyone's favorite game show! Search, search, hurry up and search! Search, search, hurry up and search! Search, search, hurry up and search! Back with the Run and Fast Show. Here was the search, search, hurry up and search question we gave out before the break. Who is fifth in line to the British throne? Fifth in line to the British throne currently held by Queen Elizabeth II. And the prize on that is the Forza Motorsport 3 game, Turn 10's latest epic racing adventure, exclusively designed for Xbox 360. Uh, here's Justin in Boston. You're on Fez. Yeah, hey, buddies. Uh, the answer is uh, Princess Beatrice of York. That is correct, Princess Beatrice of York. Congratulations, buddy. Now, this is the first time I've ever heard this woman's name. Yeah, she's actually still a young girl. She is Prince Charles's niece. So it's Prince Andrew's daughter with uh, Duchess of York, or uh, Fergie. Oh, Fergie's daughter. So Fergie's daughter is fifth in line mm. to the throne. So four people have to bite it out of her. I think that's a lot better to have that job where no one really knows you too well, but you still get money, you still get to go to the parties, but you don't have the paparazzi following you constantly. Oh, yeah, I know that stuff, you know, comes with a castle. Yeah, you got to have a castle. You get. Some... I, I don't think you could be any kind of royalty without a castle, and I'd want a moat around mine <laughs> because there's no way for people to get through a moat. Is there any way Camille Parker Bowles would get the throne? No. There's no way Camille's husband is going to get the throne. They're going to leap over into over the grandson. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they're already saying that the queen is doing is starting to split duties with that with the kid. Holy shit. And they're they're leaping over Charles. 
Yeah. Oh, that they don't want, sucks. They don't want Charles in charge. Well, he brought a lot of shame to the family. So we're going to have a King William. Well, I guess not we. We're not the, subjects. It's time. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we fucking actually fought a war so we didn't have to say King William. I love uh, 1066 in Norman Conquest. We talk about things that should be a movie. Mm-hmm. That should be a movie. That's one of the most fascinating stories in the history of the world. That's only because you, that's, you know, you're an Anglo-Saxon Celtic boy. <laughs> well, I'm Irish. I mean, you know. There's but people over there. Yeah, but you got Anglo in you, too. Probably. I've seen your dad. <laughs> well, I'm sure somewhere along the lines. I'm sure one of those wash woman fucking... <laughs> Grandmothers of yours fuck some uh, limey oh, along the way. Jesus. <laughs> I do like the Beatles. You like them better than you, too. Oh, yeah. No question about that. I love you, too, but... You no know, question. I was thinking about this the other day. I think it was because of Ringo Starr, and I was in, like, some kind of uh, discussion when I was, like, in kindergarten when I heard the term, but his real name isn't Ringo. And I'm, I remember going like, "What?" He goes, "His name is Richard." Richard. Starkey. I go, "What the hell?" I didn't get nickname at all at that age. And even now, isn't it odd how hard people hold on to their names? Uh, Watley was telling me that he considers himself Fez Watley, and I'm like, "Well," and you, it's a one part of your emotional problems is because you go back and forth. Right. Yeah. Between Fez and the other name. <clears throat> your slave name. <laughs> exactly. But what does your shrink call you? My shrink calls me Fez. <clears throat> That's really interesting. That's insane <laughs> when you think about it. Now, wouldn't her point be to try to get you to stop pretending that you're Fez? <laughs> but she wants you to be Fez. And he says he wants to be Fez. Right. She asked me what I prefer to be called. And I said, call me Fez. Watch why don't you legally you, change it. Why don't you just, that's what I said to him, too. I go, why don't you legally uh, change yeah. your name, and then you'll feel more like that person. Yeah, I always thought there was some sort of protection in keeping the other name. And Protection is what got you down. Right, yeah. That became a big problem for you. I mean, what is my protection? I'm Ron Bennington. So what? <laughs> you don't like the things I say on the radio. You don't have to listen. It doesn't matter. I don't get the whole, I'm playing a character, it's not really me. Because I've known guys who do that. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll go, that's the guy on the radio. Mm-hmm. I'm the family guy. Whatever. Who? Fu- it's still you. Right. You know what I mean? You're going in there acting like that. That's you. <laughs> I'm sure that fucking guy's name wasn't Black Bart. And then he didn't leave here. I'm Bartholomew Anderson. And I'm just a regular rancher. Don't call me Black Bart here. Only when I'm out robbing shit. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And it's and it's something I should look into, I think, because like a lot of times I'll feel uncomfortable if I hear the other name. Not a lot of times, always. And my kids have never called you anything but Fez. No. They've known you their whole life and they only call you Fez. Very few people call me the other name. And even when you say the other name, it's like you have a sense of shame about it. Yeah, well, I'm still not comfortable saying it on the radio. But here's an interesting thing. If you would take um, a Johnny Rotten or something, or let's even go beyond that, so it's not that uh, aggressive. But even, like, take a guy like Elton John. Don't you think that helped 
him feel like a rock star that he made up his own name? Mm-hmm. You know, do you think he would have had the same career if he was Reggie Dwight? <laughs> no. And they just fucking had up in big color letters Reggie Dwight, <laughs> you know, Freddie Mercury, uh-huh. you know, at some point. Axel. And like the point is, like, I know the weird thing with Fez is he's created, you know, a character, but now decides he is that character. It's a strange fucking concept. But maybe it's what everybody should do through life. Why should you be held to whatever name you were born with? Unless you like it, I mean. But, I mean, really, what is a name anyway? Is a name anything? Well, I guess it's a tie to your family. If you care about your family, you want to keep that name. Maybe that's Fez's problem. Well, you know, there was... Yes, because he wants to keep the bloodline going on. <laughs> Think for five seconds what you're saying here. I mean, no, but his his family right now, his parents right now, he might, you know, if, if he likes what, them. All right, you're a father. Yeah. If your kid said, I have a career, a job that I love, and I want to change my name to get into that career, would you have a problem with I would, it? I wouldn't care. Me neither. At all. I'd be like, fuck yeah. I might still call you the name I gave you, but doesn't, you know, take that as a nickname. Right. I never even understood the, we need to keep the family name going on. Go into a fucking phone book. There's <laughs> other people in there with that name. And it's going to die out eventually. I mean, that, that yeah, no, I, I don't care about keeping a family name. McDonald, there's a fucking restaurant. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Fez. Do you know who you are? Some, I th- sometimes I think I do, and then I go back and forth. I don't think I know who I am. At least not yet. Well, you better beat the grave to this. We know what to put on there. Oh yeah. And my family's name, this this younger this uh, the nieces and nephews, they're definitely the last of the name because just the way it works out, the ones that have the name are girls. The ones that don't have the name are boys. So it's just it's going to go away. But there's other people with that last name. It, it's not going away. <laughs> Go to a fucking phone book. There are a lot of people with that name. And if you're dead, who cares? I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to go away. But it's not like it's a royal line anyway. <laughs> I can only go back in my family like three generations, and then I don't know who it is. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck those people were, mm. what they were doing. I don't know the people who were not non-Americans. That part of McDonald's are frightening. And we barely have any of those names. Like great-grandparents' names, they're hardly left in the family. In our wing of it, anyway. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, like, you know, my grandfather's, uh, my, uh, my mom's dad, his name is all but gone. It didn't get passed down. It got passed down to one, you know, and, uh, and it's like it's dwindling Every little step of the way. But why wouldn't it? Why should a name go on forever? And what does it even mean? What does that mean to have a name go on? I don't. I don't get the premise. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't understand what you get out of having more people with your name. Legacy or something. And I think aren't less women even changing their name when they get married? I think so. Casey wanted to at first. You got your your feelings hurt, right? Uh, no, she was gonna change it. 
Oh, she, she was. She, she was going to change yeah. it, but I did, did definitely. She was a little sluggish in in getting it done. Yeah. And I was definitely, you know, let's get this thing on the driver's license. Otherwise, I, I don't think it's real. Oh, you were just paranoid <laughs> that she never was serious. <laughs> so I, she, her address and shit now do, do, does say my name. I think it's important to keep your online name going. <laughs> I really think that's the thing that you want to keep alive. Well, I got Eastside Fe- Dave. That's two thousand. Or yeah, or Didvad. One day I'll just change my name to Didvad. I always think of you as Didvad. <laughs> I can't think of you as anything but Didvad. Well, you know it's me. You're not going to miss a Didvad email. Mm. Here's a weird thing. I'm talking about the online stuff. My, uh, Miami Herald is now using its websites to invite readers to donate to the newspaper. If you want to keep the the paper going... Please donate. The end of newspapers looks like it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Any, it's got to. Anything. Newspapers and magazines. I actually think this is a brilliant idea. And they have to just figure out a way. This is a gimmick that could work because newspapers I are still great. Because you, you use a newspaper in the diner, on the bus, whatever. Mm. So there's a real reason to have a newspaper. Absolutely. And so they need to figure out ways like this. I think this is smart. I, th- I think this is going to work. I really do. I think the newspapers are going to go, and we're going to end up paying for all the online content. Well, you're going to pay for online content, period. And i like to see how your views change from uh, a little while ago. Never were we going to pay for online <laughs> content. Now, we're going to pay for online content. <laughs> Uh, here's our good friend Rorschach. Hey, hey, buddies! I, you guys changed topics since I called. <laughs> Don't worry about that. You can always go back and talk what you want to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm a third. My grandfather had my name. My father had my name, and now I'm a third. I feel like royalty, but you know what? I have my friends in real life call me Rorschach, and that's no joke. That's my online name and my. Uh, real life names. Okay. No, it, it's really weird because you know we used to talk about like show business names, and of course most of the people that you saw in life got rid of their Jewish names, like Woody Allen and right. You know, I mean that's still uh, John Stewart even got rid of his you know family name to Americanize it, so it still happens to this day. But now since that, how many people do we know like Rorschach? We only know him as Rorschach. Mm-hmm. Irish Alki is Alki to right. us. Solera. I mean, we have a <laughs> lot of friends that we only know online and nothing else. And those names have probably more value now yeah, because you I picked agree. it yourself. I agree. Hmm. That's, you, what I, that's what I made uh, my ex-girlfriend call me. I mean, everybody calls me Rorschach, yeah. Now, do you feel about, bad about this, Rorschach? You're not married... No kids on the Outlook, so there won't be a four. No, there will never be a four. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy, there will never be a four. So all this fucking uh, feelings that these men have about, I'm passing this down to my son, it's over. <laughs> Just you know what? I said, I said if I had a son, I would name him Gaius Germanicus, which I think was Caligula's name. Sure. <laughs> Go way against the plan. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, peace. All right. John, you're on the Run and Fez show. 
I don't think people think it's so much the name as much as the bloodline, like Julian Lennon looking and sounding just like John Lennon. Well, this is the ridiculous thing, though. If your bloodline goes back, uh, if that family name goes back where you could trace it, at some point, one of those people wasn't the real father. There's just already a mathematical thing figured out about how many men raise other people's children without even knowing it. Some know it and just go, we're going to keep this going. So this so all honor of the family bloodline, it normally runs the bullshit at hmm. some point in it. Wow. No, yeah, like I just, well, they just say on the news that Obama and Warren Buffett are related, uh, they're seventh uh, distance removed or what, seventh cousins. Well, you can pretty much do that with everybody. They That's can do it with I mean. the bushes. and So you know. it, it, ultimately, if you keep going back, like a lot of people are related to each other. There's well, no, it's not a big deal. Now, even if you look at it on a scientific basis, right, there had to be some kind of Adam and Eve. And even before Adam and Eve and Eve that redid, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's easy enough to say that it's an incestuous planet. We just get further and further into cousins. But if you were to follow these bloodlines of every person on the planet, it had to go back to the same place. Right. At the beginning of the species. And whether you believe in that in a spiritual fucking matter or uh, a scientific matter, you would think it would just go back to patient zero, if you will. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't so. think like the human species would be popping up all at the same time all over the world. It would have had to go right back, they believe, Mother Africa, since we're all Africans. Yeah, you would think if they did that swab DNA test that you can, like, send away for to find out where your ancestors are from. I never felt for that, though. I just feel like, you. first of all, it comes in the back of a comic book. I have a guess. Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but then there was a pre-Ireland. Somehow those huh. people got to Ireland. You know, life on the planet didn't start in Ireland. Right. Life on the planet started in, in Africa, or human life. So at some point, people started to break off and travel and bubble, you know and we're going you know way back like lucy that fucking weird pre lucy even okay you know so at some point we're all related well, which is really weird when you think about it where you know that doesn't even dawn on people you know it doesn't even dawn on people that being of the same species and making a big deal, like what Fez is talking about, family, family. But if you keep following it, everyone you see is your family. Yeah, well, that that just makes us animals. I mean, lions hate other lions and, and so on. No, but, but we're not animals. Well, but that's what I'm saying. But maybe we are. We just have the capacity to think a little bit better. Well, here's the always the interesting thing to me. You know how people always worry about one world government and the new world order and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff? I always go back to Star Trek which came out in the 60s, there's a Russian on the fucking thing, whatever. When, when Russia was our biggest fear in life, that Star Trek had already, Gene Roddenberry had already figured out, if you really want to go conquer the big problems, right, you have to unite everybody mm -hmm. together. But I don't know enough about the Star Trek 
history. If anybody knows this, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. How did Earthlings start to explore the planet? Did a UFO come here and bring us in? Hmm. Or did the Federation start on planet Earth? They never tell us that. Hmm. So I was always wondering, was there a common enemy that brought all the Earthlings together as one? Because even Reagan said, if a UFO showed up, You'd be fighting next to the Viet Cong and the fucking Arabs in a heartbeat. <laughs> right. You'd be fucking glad to <laughs> fucking shoot the lizard people. And we would all see ourselves a lot more similar. But I don't know how the Star Trek mythology started of how the Earth uh, came together and then joined the other planets. Because mm. even in the, the reboot, all that shit was already taken yep. care of before we got to the reboot. So I need to hear from some real Roddenberry uh, people. Fez, you got to see Roddenberry speak one time. Yeah, that was he did a speech when I was in college and it lasted about maybe three to five minutes. Gene Roddenberry seemed a little bit drunked up, a little slurry, a little slow, uh, had trouble putting out some sentences. They kind of got him off the stage and then just went into a Star Trek bloopers reel for us. Mm. So, no <laughs> answers there either. <laughs> All right, here's Anthony. Anthony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Uh, the, in the movie Star Trek First Contract, it was actually a Next Generation movie. They go into how the humans invented warp drive, and that sort of brought the Vulcans in. They sort of noticed the warp signature and came to Earth, and that's how First Contact was made. All right, so we... Now, were the humans already together as the planet? No, no. That, that was sort of a galvanizing event. That sort of united humanity, and within ten years of that of that happening, war had ended, and basically starvation and all that stuff had gone the way of the dodo. All right, so we come up with warp drive. When that happens, the Vulcans say they're ready to talk to. Exactly, and that then becomes <laughs> the precedent for first contact for the uh, the Federation. If if a, if a civilization becomes warp capable, then they sort of they, then they make first contact. All right, Fez, if you had the opportunity for one world government, would you want it or no? Um, I would. I think I would want it. Just thinking, though, Davey Mac? No. Why not? Because it's too easy. The power would be uh, so easily corruptible for that absolute leader. I mean, uh, we. it just takes one fucking leader, like Hitler. If we thought, oh, this guy's got a thing, he's going to rule the earth. Well, guess what? He might then all decide to turn around and enslave us all. But here's the deal. That's no different if you had a president of America or president of Earth. But, You're still under the same but deal. with a president, we could, if we really hate our president, we could go leave. We can go live in Canada or France or somewhere else. We have no choice but to be subjects under this fucking one-world leader. All right, that's an interesting point. But he would be voted on by people. And then I'm so sure people, that people you'd still now. have to break down the plan on how you were going to divide it up. Um... Here is uh, Chris. Chris, you're on Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it all started with the Rathacon story. Um, they're genetically engineered humans, and they uh, had, uh, I think it was four or five of them that were the world leaders, and it made one world government. And um, then the, the rest of the Earth uh, rebelled against them, and then that's how... Uh, Khan was, he went into hiding. He was like the last of them. 
See, you know, I, it was something I, to do with I, time travel. I wonder if this history is like Roddenberry, or did people have to do it after Roddenberry died? I wonder if even at the point he thought to himself as we started this, how did uh, humans be you know start running this deal? Hmm. Doctor Tom in Long Island, you're on Running Fest. Hey guys, uh, yeah, I can't speak to the Star Trek mythology. Yeah, but I would imagine that Roddenberry was just taking the next logical step. If you look at human history, yeah, you know, we started out uh, you know as small isolated clans. Mm -hmm. You know, or even on a bigger scale, you know, Asia didn't even know that Africa existed, etc. And as the planet has shrunk with, you know, first uh, um, global exploration with you know, Magellan and Columbus and all right. those guys, um, and now with global communications, just the fact that we are aware of other cultures and uh, able to communicate with them and are learning slowly over time, that were more similar than alike, present, you know, religious differences yeah, and not per, and per, Yeah, particularly, like, if you if you look back on it, when the businesses all started going so international, mm -hmm. so that you couldn't even buy American if you wanted to, the businesses already see themselves as global. It's kind of silly to think that every time we don't get a, a, along with, let's say, uh, Saddam Hussein, we should bomb the people of Iraq mm. when it really seems like it's almost like a police job, like you were taking out, you know, a mafia kingpin, mm. you know, where you just go after the one guy, not all the fucking people that right. are involved. It makes less and less sense. And now because of this, you know, everybody having computers and shit, you're so completely attached to people around the world in real fucking time that how is it going to be different if you're hearing about like starving kids in Africa than if you heard about starving kids in Indiana mm -hmm. you know it's going to be that close it won't be something that you just think of as oh I read the paper that seems weird you know right you'll actually be getting emails look help us look <laughs> at us well do you think it won't that won't take place until we can physically get places a lot faster we get them pretty fast now. But I mean, like, even fast. Like, it, it's still, but you're not it still more, takes a day to fly to Australia. A day. I mean, you <laughs> fucking feel how nuts that is? You know how long it used to take you to get from Philly to New York when we started this country? You were like, see you guys. I'm heading to New York City. I'll be back in the spring. Right. It was insane. Um, here is uh, Russ. Russ, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, man. Hey, on the uh, Enterprise program, a uh, hundred years after first contact, when we started venturing out into the stars, we finally were allowed, so to speak. And after ten years of venturing out into the stars with the Enterprise and then the Columbia, that's when the Federation was formed. And it's basically started with about five species, and it was signed and everything was signed on Earth. So the Vulcans weren't part of a Federation? No. When they found us? Nope, nope, that started with us, the Vulcans, and Dorians, and a couple others I can't, um, uh, don't remember who they were. I don't know if I like the idea that they had been spying on us and just felt until we got the, the warp drive that they could talk to us. Well, isn't that kind of what we do? We make it uh, uh, a thing when Star Trek goes out that they don't fuck with other cultures. You know, oh, they yeah. just don't go there and drop off phasers and right. start trading with people. Mm -hmm. I thought the whole point was to let other species kind of catch up in time. Observation. I, I, I mean, yeah. it do, doesn't it make sense to you even now 
that if we weren't ready to talk to the aliens, that they would just go, it's stupid to go over there. <laughs> I guess they had to wait at least until it was safe, that they wouldn't get off of their ship and just start getting shot at. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if they would fear us, because why would they? If they fucking... If they could get from one end of the galaxy to the other, uh-huh. I don't think that they're going to be afraid of our guns. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of things that could protect them from these sticks and stones that we chuck around <laughs> here. But then I think that they would think it would our, our our species would totally change immediately, right? Just by being infected from the other culture. That would be awesome if we were like the advanced aliens in the universe, like human. We, I hope we travel. That's my fucking prayer. And just it was just a bunch of fucking monkeys wearing pants, just talking in baby talk. <laughs> Don't be racist. <laughs> I meant actually monkeys. As soon as they were able to develop pants, we felt they were ready to be talked to. <laughs> but if they're just like, hey, hey, speaking of monkeys and pants, Franklin, you're on the Ron oh. Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ron and Fez Show? You mentioned something about how the Internet is actually uh, creating this one consciousness, this uh, collective consciousness. And if you think about the way Twitter and everything works, it's actually kind of training us towards this one, one species, one world, one view, and one mind. And it's odd that you guys are having this conversation, because me and my girl had an argument about this last night. What was the argument? She you feels, should get a job. <laughs> she feels that uh, the, the, she, it bothers her the idea of loss of identity and the idea that we could all become one, uh, one being, one thought, you know, whereas I think that would just actually, it would be a, 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 the only way there could be a equality in this world, like if we actually started looking at each other as, you know, uh, different parts of the same organism. Does that make sense at all? I mean, I guess I know where you're going, but I don't see how we would evolve into that because it's just like if you go to a crowd, right. you could all be cheering together or booing together, but you don't have the same thoughts. Everybody still has separate right. thoughts while you're doing that. So, yeah, you might come together as uh, an organism for milliseconds, now, and then you're if, right back to your own stuff. But what if internet became internalized? Like you had internal internet. Like your Twitter feeds would come into your mind. Your internet would come through your mind. Now, at that point, we would be all connected. Oh, hold on, I'm going to do this one hitter, and then I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> uh, now you're talking about embedding things into your yeah. brain, right? Because what if that happened? But when, when, what you're describing there is that we would stop being human beings. It would be post-human, yes. Yeah. It would definitely be a post-human. So, yeah, if you're saying, do you think that someday you're going to be able to embed things into people, making them puppets? Yeah, well, not I, so much puppets. Like, the way you use your Internet now, you would just have it internally. Right, but who says that would be up to you? What, you, what if something pops into your head as a thought was actually sent to you? That's what Gina's complaint was. Yeah, Gina's right. Yeah, and that was my thought. I was like, yeah, I don't want to put a fucking machine in my brain. See, I, I would I, actually be kind of curious to try it. I would, I would be. I recommend it for you, Franklin. You couldn't do worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we'd finally be able to get you here on time. <laughs> hey, that's Earl. Wrong black guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You guys all seem more like one organism to me. <laughs>
<laughs> Put a Scorsese movie microchip in his head. Uh, but if you really look, uh, you know, everybody is so comfortable with all these fake body parts that we yeah. get now mm -hmm. that if there is a chip to so-called make people smarter, they're going to do it. Hmm. I have that feeling. Yeah. If you could upgrade your memory and instead of going to school, school would become like some kind of weird social training where it's like you would just get upgrades of memory. But I think like one of the really great things about being a human being, literally what separates us from animals is our own imagination and our singular ability to, to have our thoughts and then express them. That's where my problem came, because I feel like we wouldn't have artists anymore. Because if you had the ability to see every impulse and every thought... Right, but even artists, just to be a unique person is yeah, fucking important. Yeah, you wouldn't really have that anymore. You know, your thing of, oh, well, stop the wars. Yeah, I guess we could also stop the wars if we all became zombies or fucking whatever, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know whether you want to give up your humanity. That's the, yeah, and that's where the question came. We couldn't, we could, but like, she could not see past that. Whereas I was curious to see, like, if that got to that point, it would start commercially, where it'd be like, fun, 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 get your internal chip. But then you are have you writing a new screenplay? <laughs> I always, I'm always writing a new screenplay. Um, here's some people want to comment. Jeff and Charlotte, you're on Fez. Yeah, frankly, you're saying how uh, the internet and Twitter is kind of training us to. You know, kind of molding us into one consciousness, but you know, all it seems like, and especially with the show, is all the internet and Twitter does is cause flame wars and more hatred and more divisiveness than anything else. For now, because the rest of society hasn't evolved to understand people's thoughts can happen. Like, we don't respect each other's opinions to that extent yet. Uh, here's Jim in New York. You're on Fez. Yeah, hey, Ron. Uh, you know, this, this uh, conversation is sounding Buddhist. Well, there is you know, they, a, quite a bit of that. If you really pay attention to the Buddhist uh, beliefs, there really isn't a lot of difference between, you know, Fez and Dave. That 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 is a that's an illusion that you see the difference between Fez, Dave, and the you know fire extinguisher. That it's all really yeah, but, the same thing. You know, the truth is that's what they believe. There's no separation. There's they no, might believe it, but they all put their own fucking shoes on in the morning. <laughs> like, we, whether you want to, I, I guess if you got far enough back, the planet Earth itself could look like one organism. Right. But it, we are having unique experiences here. And it th seems to me that's the experience to have while you're on this plane. If when you fucking make it into the next bl uh, plane and we all become this blob of thought or spirit, okay, that's for over here. But it does seem like here, there's Dave, there's Fez. I see the difference. And what if that difference is supposed to be us being able to look at ourselves subjectively from like other, like we're all one consciousness being able to see each other from different views. Well, because the point, maybe that's true as you get further back, but we're not on that plane. We're here. That's why when I punch you in the side, Dave doesn't feel it. <laughs> Until that happens, then I'm going to see us as unique. And I think the, the experience here is supposed to be separate. You know? Yeah, why I would think, we be separated? Yeah, you're supposed to develop. But see, one, what if that is the idea, to develop separate for the good of the, the whole? So when everything you experience, 
becomes into one big library that one day we all could experience. Yeah, but if if you break down that reality is kind of like God just talking to himself, right? Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Then we're supposed to talk to ourselves. We're supposed to talk to each other instead of trying to become God here. It it seems like if we're here to have the unique experience, have it. Right. I think that was the that's the importance, but we've lost track of the fact that we're all one in those terms. But maybe we're supposed to lose track of that. Maybe that's the exact reason why we're here, is to keep that illusion going. Right, so the more you believe the the separation, the more you can see subjectively. I know I'm not you, Franklin, the more I hear you ramble. (laughs) I go, I could not, I can't even believe that I'm stuck having a unique experience talking to your unique experience. Yeah, you know, the fact that we can even understand each other has some kind of credit that we are sharing some kind of consciousness. I I struggle with your accent. Scary, ain't it? (laughs) All right, Franklin. I'll talk to you later, brother. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Billy in Florida, you're on the Run of Fez show. Here's Matt in North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, this is Matt. Yeah, so that's why I said your name. Oh, sorry, I couldn't have that beat. Um, love the show. i uh, glad that you guys bring this kind of stuff up. Uh, what I was thinking was, if uh, if we had a chip implanted inside our heads and we were all um, able to communicate, at that point in time, the technology would be so advanced that perhaps we'd have a lot of answers to a lot of the things that we debate about today that that drives the wall or builds the wall uh, between us on our, our belief system. Well, give me one thing that is going to fucking, that is going to uh, solve. Well, for example, uh, global warming. There's a big debate on what does it exist, does it not exist. It's, it's a, it comes down to science that either it does or it doesn't. We have enough scientific data we can actually support so one you, side or the other. So you would rather give into your brain and let them just fucking feed you the correct information then come up with it yourself. Well, no. Uh, what I think is, uh, if you think of the human brain as a processor, and everything I don't. else is... I don't. And we never had before we had computers. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that... It always gets this, like, it's, a, it's the fucking metaphor for what's happening at the moment. So for you to say, oh, the brain is more like a processor... No fucking way. Mm. That's only because you have processors now. Just like one time there's like, well, the brain's like a movie screen, you know? The brain's like a fairy tale. Whatever they fucking had to communicate at the time, they suddenly made the metaphor for. Mm. So now, so uh, oh, your brain is the best computer in the world. No, it's not. It's way better than any fucking computer because you can have original thought. Your brain isn't just fucking Googling mm. and bringing back information. And unlike Google, you're able to sit and decide whether you want that information or not. Hopefully, you're not the type of person you just see something on Wikipedia and repeat it. You sit there and decide, do I agree with the information that I have? It just doesn't shoot into your brain, and then you kick it back out again. The Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Oh, Jesus. It's the thoughtful gift. It's the easy gift this holiday season. If you're running around, you're so busy as Christmas approaches, 
Go to VermontTeddyBear.com. Order yourself a Bear Graham. She's going to love that gift. It's going to be perfect for the holiday season. It's going to show you care. Plus, it's really easy. They have a bear counselor that's going to help you pick out a perfect bear. And they got great ones this year, like Mr. and Mrs. Claus, Baby's First Christmas Bear, or the Tree Cutter Lumberjack Bear. You can also get bears personalized for hobbies or occupations, like the Teacher Bear. They've made it re- very easy. Go online at VermontTeddyBear.com or call your bear counselor at 829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. And in minutes, she'll get the surprise of a season. Every Vermont teddy bear is delivered with gift cards and gourmet chocolates in their famous gift box. If mistletoe is good, then a Vermont teddy bear is great. Again, that number, 1-800-829-BEAR or vermontteddybear.com. Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Davey Mack, you were saying to me that you were weirded off by all the future talk that Franklin Druggison took. Well, it's just... You don't like sci-fi talk. It gets trippy. No, it's, it's not, it's just I start thinking about shit. Mm. And once my mind starts overworking, then problems start happening, you know? I start thinking to myself in different dimensions and... No, they're all happening. Will my children know me in other dimensions? It's a very frightening thought. I hope for their sake they do not. I really, I hope the best for them. But alternate reality talk, I kind of do like. that. You can see that on Fringe every Thursday. You love the Fringe and you try to get me to watch <laughs> it, and yet nobody will, will catch me up. It's good. Do we have a first season already out? They haven't put out the, uh, oh, maybe they have, uh, they have the first season on DVD. I have to check. Mm, maybe that out. could be a Christmas gift. Well, the Would Christmas- you like that? No. I've already got uh, some really bad stuff from Watley. I want to say this, though. The only person that cares about me at Christmas this year, Scotty Tuhati, got me a fabulous present just by wanting cigars. I don't know how he came up with it and how he decided on it. It's exactly what I wanted. Okay. Cigars. You're getting some movies. What is life about for you? What's the purpose of life, Dave? To grow with... People really grow with people. Hicks, what's the uh, purpose of life? To love, to find love. people you love. That's the and only thing. Spend time with That's them. That's it. Just be as happy as you possibly can. Happiness before you fucking die. Does he? To find out who you are and what your what your place was while you were here. Mm, explain that. Well, I think you you kind of get here and you're just kind of put on a journey. And some people have different twists and turns in their journey, but you try to eventually get to your own truth of who you are. Mm. So you're searching for the truth of your core being. Yeah. As I am like, because I can't be all this anxiety and everything. You're all about anxiety now. That's, I mean, there's days like that where it absolutely feels like that, where there's no other emotion running through. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that can't be it. So there must be a reason for this anxiety is what I'm hoping. So what would the reason be? Oh, God, I have no I mean, idea. If, if you could take a guess, 
You mean a reason, like there's a purpose to it? It serves some purpose for you? Yeah, like there was a reason why I had to be so anxious. It was my path to get to something better. So you honestly think that you're kind of the hero of this uh, journey of yours, that you are doing some kind of high, high uh, work. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think. Do you what... think the people born without anxiety or don't fight with anxiety all the time are not paying attention? No, no, they're just on their own journey. They have their own things that they're going through and they're dealing with. Oh, so when you said, when I asked you the purpose of life, it was just for you as a person, not for everybody. Right, yeah. Well, I think everyone's pr purpose on the planet is their journey. But mine is, you know, to figure out what's going on and who I am. What do you think Dave's is? Dave's, Dave's may be to eventually become like a really good father. You know, to get past some of his, you know, problems and, uh, and uh, you know, be a really good dad. So you see us all as being born flawed and that we're supposed to repair these flaws. Right. Or at least come to terms with them mm -hmm. or, you know, find out, you know, find a purpose in a flawed life. This therapy has had a huge effect on you. These are things I never would imagine you saying. It almost sounds like a therapist talking. <laughs> Doesn't it? I mean, when yeah. you really think about it, on a journey and overcoming these <laughs> flaws, and it just doesn't sound like the Fez we used to know. Uh, sort of chicken soup what do you for think uh, Hicks's uh, purpose in life is? Boy, hmm. that's a tough one. I don't know. I think Hicks is uh, his. I think it's what he said. It's to eventually become happy. I don't know how happy he is right now, mm -hmm. but to find his happiness. And what do you think my purpose is? Yours, I think you're such a student. Really? That I think you're. But you're more. You're more. Way more educated than me. You have an education. I don't. Right, but you have a curiosity. Mm. And I think I think you're just like you know trying to take in knowledge, like maybe not so much knowledge, mm. but experience. I think you're just I think yours is to learn. See, I I, I disagree. I've had minus two prong, pills and pussy. Oh, I've been on that for a while. All right, that was way stay with square it. Dogs in. <laughs> I was pills way off <laughs> jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> Can I change my answer? Hmm. P squared. <laughs> you want to P squared this thing? Yeah. You could even throw Pilsner in there if you want to. Just uh... <laughs> P cubed. And then I don't know what four is. Um, here's uh, Lady Trucker. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, Bozzy, how come you're talking in the past tense? What did I say in the past tense? Uh, your idea on life was to find uh, saw, uh, what you want. Yeah. Oh, I had no. I didn't even notice that. It's almost yeah, like I mean, you're saying goodbye to us today, Fez. It seems like you're going to go home and kill yourself. No, I'm not going to do that. Just stop it in case I do it. I want to make it out there that it was a suicide. The only hey. past sense I'm looking for is Lady Trucker in my rearview mirror. Is this the thing of you learning to overcome and... He's deflecting. Hmm. Joking about Lady Trucker. So this uh, this um, saying is shrank has had a huge effect on you, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think there was some a lot of things uh, going on in my life that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't seen a shrink. Hmm. 
where I would have just sat still. Uh, Fez, I get uh, emails every day, and I forward these to you, that you're mispronouncing the game that you sell. Oh, Project Natal for Xbox 360. I don't know what it is. Um, but he said that, that you also say Forza, and there isn't a T anywhere in there. Please say something. I don't know what any of these uh, things are. Oh, okay. And, well, both of those I have researched I don't and know. gone through sales to make sure I knew exactly how to say it. So I'll be glad when they're over. Uh, Kat, you're on my Fez. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, hey, Fezzy. I'm going through um, a lot of anxiety. I've had it all my life. But something that my doctor, I don't know if your doctor necessarily said this to you, but something that's really helped me kind of tone it down like i go between an eight and a ten on a scale to ten of anxiety during the day i get like chest pains and everything but she asked me if i knew what anxiety was and i was like i have no idea it's a it's a terrible fucking feeling and uh she said that what it is it's conflict in your life and it's you are keeping your conflicts in and you're really not working through them and that is where the anxiety is coming from and ever since she kind of told me that whenever i get a chest pain i just sit down and i think hey you know what is in my head what am i fighting in my head about that i'm not necessarily focusing on that it could be anything and then i try working through that and it's really brought it down from like like being at 10 all the time and i can actually breathe a little bit easier now since i've did that well, I have not heard that, but I'll bring it up to my therapist. Yeah. You have you could. ever, you know, I brought this up before about Fez, that he's never brought anything from his therapist mm. or his acting class to the rest of us. And mm. it, it would have just seemed like, let's say, with all the heat that you've had with Dave over the years, that you've never attempted to talk to him about it off air. It's always been strange to me, but... It's very weird when I even asked Fez about his purpose for life. It was way internal and nothing to do with the external uh, thing at all. And it was all about me getting to know myself. There was no interacting with the world around him, hmm. no goals for either career or personal. or It was just about going deep inside and being about his stuff and overcoming it. Hmm. Sad. I guess that's where all my conflicts are. Well, your conflicts are not there, but so is really the whole part of your life. You know what I mean? But it's very weird that you've never once said to me, hey, here's something I learned, and i like you and I to make changes in the way we talk to each other. Or, Dave, here's something I need from you. And I want you to deal with that. Well, I've always considered it my responsibility to fix myself. That's the craziest fucking thing you've said yet. There is no fucking way that that's true. Don't make me come out with a fucking laundry list. <laughs> I've always considered my responsibility. You know me, I'm Fez. I don't like to drag my problems in anyone else's. Now, Pajamagram... Oh, and pa Jesus. And Pajamagram.com, great Christmas gift. It's the holiday season, and the clock is ticking. We are ten days away from Christmas. So if you're still looking for a gift that's something she's going to enjoy, the lady in your life, go to pajamagram.com. It's the hottest gift of the season. The best pajamas and lingerie. Lots of styles to choose from. All at pajamagram.com. 
The lady's going to love it. It's delivered in a beautiful hat box that she's going to enjoy, along with a lavender-scented sachet, a Do Not Disturb sign, and a personal gift message that's all free. She's not going to be able to wait to put on her new pajamas from Pajamagram. A Pajamagram is really the perfect Christmas gift. Best of all, she's going to think of you every time she puts them on. Overnight and Christmas delivery guaranteed. It's the gift you're both going to love. Just go to the website, pajamagram.com, or call this number, 1-800-GIVE-PJs. That's 1-800-GIVE-PJs, or go online to pajamagram.com. Um, let's go over here to uh, Bruce, Bruce, Louisiana, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fez, I think sometimes you seem like you're so focused on the destination of where you think you're going or supposed to go that you just let the trip, you know, the trip of your life just pass you by and sometimes it's good to just trip you know just enjoy the trip here's scott in tampa you're on a fez whoops let's try again well, scott think, uh, go ahead yes sir yeah hey i think it's just a uh, it's a giant road trip man sometimes you get to sleep sometimes you get to drive there's no destination there's no meaning it's just you're along for the ride man uh would you feel bad fuzzy if you found out life had no purpose I w yeah, yeah, I would. I would like to think there's something to all this. So it's very weird because you've had this break from, you know, religion, and yet in terms of this spiritual, uh, I mean, in terms of your life purpose, it became a very spiritual thing of somehow, and not new stuff either. I mean, somehow you're handed things and you uh, overcome them, and then you're able to move on in the next realm. But I think that is all a very personal thing. I don't know how much of a hand God has in it. I mean, I think... But, a but the fact that you have to overcome it uh -huh. to move on, that you only see life here as lessons or tests to overcome, well, who else would make those tests? Well, I think a person creates a lot of it themselves. Well, then that wouldn't be a purpose, would it? The purpose, your thing is, you, you the way you first uh, explained it, is that you were handed these things and it's your job to get over it. Now you're saying that maybe you created it just to get over it, which would take the purpose part of it out. That would just be, I'm having fun making up, you know, little challenges for myself to play. How about this game? The Ronnie B. Bliss Machine. Oh, I put you on the bliss machine. Okay. Now, what I want you to think for a moment just the most blissful moment you ever had in your life. The most blissful moment. Okay. Can you get there? Do you know what it is? And I mean perfect bliss. Just the best feeling. And I could give you that forever. But you'd have to be hooked up to the machine... And just lay there and feel blissful. Would you go for it? Would you say, I'm ready for total happiness? I'm only giving you this one shot. You either hook yourself up to the machine or else you never get back to it. And you will live completely blissful, completely um, content. And I'm and the way that you want to feel. Uh -huh. you know, just don't act like, oh, I'll be tired of feeling blissful. You'll be able to feel the way you want to feel at any given moment 
and I'm giving you that. But you have to stay hooked up to that machine. Obviously, you close your eyes and you stay in that state. I'm going to go to Hicks first. Do you want it, Hicks? No, of course not. No. It's fucking crazy. I'm talking about Total Bliss, Fez Watley. I'll take the Bliss machine. And Eastside Dave McDonald. No, because I don't want to live in my mind. Total Bliss. I don't want to live in my mind. I'm thinking of a blissful moment. Mm -hmm. Now, that blissful moment is without my children. And so that's they can't enter my blissful moment because it involves intercourse. But I'm not saying that you have to stay with that. I'm just saying you stay totally blissful and content forever. I still You don't, don't. have to sit and think. No, I, I don't want to. Is this going back to when you were crossing the swords with that boy? No, it has to do with my wife. Then I'm surprised. No, because I don't want to be lying down. I like to get up and walk around. Okay. Go Fezzy, why are you going for total bliss? I've had so much of the uh, anxiousness that, yeah, the bliss sounds really good. But it's interesting because you were the one who said the purpose of life was to overcome these things and to make it. First cop out. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but your first chance to get around that, you chose to go in. It sounded really good. Mm, it is good. And here's Hex, the true dope addict, and he doesn't want it. Oh, I'm talking you. about completely rushing on your run here. No, because it's artificial. It's fake. I can't. So I, are all the things that you and Dave get joy from now. I don't want to be happy all the time. I'll just fucking be honest. I don't want to be happy. You like bitching. You like complaining. Probably. Part He's of bitching does. about his shits. I will solve problems. It's terrible on there today. Um, no, I, in a way, he's right because my kids make me happy. Well, how would I? You know, there's no way with the bliss machine that they're going to enter the picture. You can't physically pick them up in the bliss machine. No, they're not. They're they they will be separate from the bliss machine. So I am not. But going to do you, that. I'm a very physical person. But I like you sports. can think about them in the bliss machine. Yeah, and you can think about sports in the bliss machine. And they Who don't, knows? Maybe you'll even win in the Super Bowl in the Bliss Machine. You can't machine. play, though, the sports, can you? No, you'll be in the Bliss Machine. No. You don't need it. And your kids will always be an age where you, you know, really are blissful with them. What are you saying? There's ages that you're not blissful with your children? Well, I mean, if he gets a couple rebellious teenagers on him, it may not feel as blissful as it does right now, holding a couple of really That's cute little babies. That's I'm going to be alive in 12 years. With the Bliss Machine, That's a you pretty will. big yeah. jump to make. But even death seems like a, a chance to get out of this, huh? <laughs> no bliss machine. I, I like being a physical person. That's probably my favorite thing on being a planet Earth, on being an Earthling. Physical stuff. Sports, sexual intercourse, stuff like that. Chris, Pennsylvania, you're on a Fez. Yeah, um, with this whole having a purpose, I think the problem with humans is that because we can think, we think we're here for a reason, and we're probably really not. We're here just like everything else. The reason is for something else to eat us, maybe. But who knows? No one really knows. I don't think you're on a path or anything. You're just here. Well, like you could... You, you honestly could... The thing about the ego of mankind uh, in our religion always comes to this. That God is a man. He's literally uh, an older <laughs> guy, facial hair, <laughs> penis asshole, all these things that you don't seem to need in the spirit world, that's what he is. And not only that, 
he's decided to shape us just like him. We're so fucking weird when it comes to this. <laughs> and then even when people are talking about the spirit world, they're talking about their feet, and their legs, and their arms. And they're saying stuff like, I'll have a house next to yours. Really? We're going to have houses at a place that we have no bodies. <laughs> well, they're made of clouds. Well, then they're not going to last. Not when you're dead. You're right. I like, though, the old bearded god better than, like, a Lance Morissette god. That was just screwy. I love Kevin Smith, but Alanis Morissette, I mean... Do you feel like that was sacrilegious? Well, it's just... It, she's not that great of a singer, I mean... Emails, we get emails all the time, and this one is, uh... Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum! This one says, Ron Fez, I started dating my girlfriend about three months ago. I found out that my good friend has been texting my girl almost every day for the past month and a half just things like hey how's your day going and other random things every once in a while he's thrown in suggestive uh, text in there i know this because she told me now recently i found out from her is that he will call her up and chat a bit every once in a while he's a good guy and a friend but i guess the two things make me suspicious of him is one that he's quite the ladies man and two on the the Sometimes we've been out, he's been texting her right across the table from me and not even let on that he was doing so. I've talked to her about this, and she said she will stop texting him back and answering his calls, but I don't want to be the jealous boyfriend and act like I don't trust her. So I say she can continue to text him. She says she only sees him as a friend, but I still have my suspicions because I don't notice him texting my other friends, girlfriends, or wives. Guess I'm just insecure on the whole matter. What do I do? Do I tell my girlfriend to stop answering his texts and become the total uh, jealous and insecure boyfriend that I don't want to be or just continue to let him text and call her? Or do I confront him? What do I do? Thanks, buddies. Um, Davey Mac, I think I probably already know your version of this one. Uh, but it comes down to this. Does he want to be the confident guy who doesn't Fucking tell his chick not to text back and forth with this guy. Or does he want to say, look, I can't put up with it. This has got to stop. Davey Mack? I don't see any problem with him saying this This guy's got to get out of your life. And, and that's plan A. And if she doesn't respect that, you do a shady thing and you steal her phone and you text her on her phone to him, stop texting me. You've done that before. Yes, I have. That's how you handle did it these work? things. I think it did. Yeah, he stopped. The guy stopped emailing for quite some time until a child was born. And it was like, congrats. And I still had my suspicions about that as well. Uh, where were you on this, Six? This is his buddy, right? Yeah. I, this, I think this is different than just being jealous. I mean, this is your friend. He, he's got to talk to him and let him know. This is just inappropriate. He wants to fuck his, your, the guy's girlfriend. His buddy wants to fuck his yes. girlfriend. So you're saying not a problem between him and his chick. You're saying there's a problem between him and his buddy. Yeah, this guy, is, this guy, isn't his. He's saying his friend. He's not that. It can't be that good a friend if he's openly like trying to fuck this guy's girlfriend. Now the guy says, "No, we're just friends." The girl says, "We're just friends." You're still saying it as he's openly trying to fuck her. Yes, that's fucking obvious. Mm. This is a sky too hottie move. No, 
Uh, Fez Watley. You cannot make her stop texting or talking to him. Because even if she did stop, you've already started down that jealous path where something else is going to bother you then. Even when that's out of the way, it's going to get to a point where um, I don't want you going over to that party because I know he's going to be there. I, th- I think I think unless you stop it there and... So you just got to be totally trusting and let whatever happens, happens. It's and all, if so, the guy seduces, respect. seduces her away, no big deal. No, I mean, it's a big deal, but she hasn't done anything wrong to go up to her and say, listen, you're losing texting privileges. Why make her feel like she's done something awful when it has a, when the only awful thing is in your own head? There's certain amounts of things that we play by in society, and this guy has a girlfriend. She shouldn't be fucking texting another dude who is a ladies' man back and See, forth. It, it, you know, I kind of know where you're coming from, Fez. But here's the deal. You're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, 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 the listener is wrong by not saying, yeah, it does bother me a little bit. Yes. Can you not do this? And I do, why do you have to be 100% correct to act like you're, you can't ask for something? You know what I mean? Do I have to be fucking correct all the time? Can I just not say, here's a little something I want you to help me mm-hmm. with? We're kind of new into this, and I don't want you fucking texting back and forth with a fucking known coxman. Right. I don't see how that's a negative thing, Fuzz. Well, it seems like I. it's just the, the jealousy thing, I think, isn't going to be satisfied by that. So you're saying this, the jealousy will keep getting worse? Yeah. Uh, Hicks... You were going to leave the chick out of it go straight to the guy. Yeah, because it's not about jealousy. It's about your boy being a scumbag trying to fuck your chick. You could tell that our writer here is what I would call a soft man. He doesn't want conflict. Because you would say to your fucking friend immediately, what the fuck, dude? This is the fucking game you want to play with me? You're fucking, we're out having drinks and you're fucking texting her? Maybe sexting. Texting is sexting if it takes place between a man and woman. If he writes you lucky, he's out. It's awkward. That should turn her off. But, you know, I, I don't even know if it was, if I would even put it down as jealousy. But just the fact of this is what we need if you want to be in a relationship with me. I don't see that as jealous. You know, it's just like. If you're fucking saying, hey, I want to go out and party with my girlfriends every night of the week, or I want to fucking go away with my friends every weekend, at a certain point, you're going, you know what? You're supposed to be in this relationship. And if this doesn't work for you, that's it. What is wrong by saying, here's the way I need to be treated? I can't fucking sit around and worry about you and this fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And the guy that Hicks is going after, Uh I don't even think you talked to him. I honestly think that's fucking one in the back of the fucking head. And then you just leave a note on his chest. That's first time. Keep fucking around. (laughs) I I don't know if it's jealousy, Fez. I think it's jealousy if there's no reality to it. There is a fucking reality to this situation. You and I are in a fucking relationship and you're... 
doing stuff beyond that relationship. Just like you and I have the partnership to the show, but let's say sometimes I was just doing other shows during this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> At a certain wrong. point, you're going. Are you and I doing a show together, or mm. would you feel better going off and doing your own thing? I don't see that as being crazy jealous to say, "Here's the way I need to be treated." PennyStockChaser.com. Oh Jesus. Penny stock oh, chaser. Jesus. They research the stocks. The uh, penny didn't I already stocks. say not in the last hour? Too? Yes. Didn't I demand that earlier this week? Yes. Penny stock chaser. Becoming a member is easy and free. Submit your email and the hot stock alerts and notices start coming right to your computer. You're going to get all the information you need, and it's great information they send out. Over 70% of the stocks they recommend to members in 2009 rose within two weeks of their alert. A lot of these stocks, they double, triple, and some even rose by a 1,000%. It's pennystockchaser.com. Here's their latest pick, CSRFF. Gone from thirty cents to a high of a dollar sixty-eight. Pennystockchaser.com. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. Pennystockchaser.com. Uh, TC from RonFez.net. You're RonFez. Yeah, buddies. You know, I had a similar situation happen to me about six years ago, where one of my really good friends was doing the same thing with my girlfriend then, and it got to the point where he wound up. Uh, seeking her out at a bar and asking her a question, are you really serious with him? Because if not, I have my intentions. I did exactly what Hicks said. I went right to him. Friendship was over after that. He didn't speak to me or her. Uh, Rodney, California, you're on a fez. Yeah, buddy. Uh, kind of think one point's been missed. Is she seems like she's being honest with her boyfriend, saying, telling him about the dude texting. So it's really not on the girlfriend. It's on, the, on his buddy. He needs to confront his buddy. Um, you know, that's the last two callers agreeing... 100% with Hicks. I think uh, Hicks takes the... I think Hicks is the correct one here. Um, Dave's thing was to put it on the girlfriend. I think mine was to bring it to both of them and tell everybody, here's how I needed to be uh, treated. Fez was to keep quiet and suffer inside mm -hmm. and then hope that through therapy you change. <laughs> that he would get past this. Working on himself. Mm-hmm. The guy, <laughs> the guy has to work on himself. Work on himself. To... But <laughs> Hicks is the one who said, hey, no, you got to go talk to the other guy. Here's the one and thing. And said this is unacceptable behavior. But there had, no, I think, though, that if he does that, okay, another guy then starts texting her. Then he's got to go to that guy. And then this guy, that guy. You have uh, to cut off the, the store. The, the store, girl. No, the store, the... The girl has been up front. I know. And there's no reason yeah. to I'm think that she won't keep being up front. I'm not saying she's in trouble. I'm saying you go to her and say, this can't happen. Texting with another dude can't happen. Right, because, this is back to me beating Hicks then, because I'm telling everybody. Oh, well, I was on that with, side too, yeah. No, yours was just stealing the, oh, the yeah. phone and acting like a child. Sure. That's part two of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Your six-point plan. Complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I do know this. I've Googled some sexting pictures. Pretty good Google. Dave, you don't like your chick to be friends with your friends or family when you're not there. Um, oh, I, I prefer that they're not talking and drinking and anything like that, yeah, when I'm not there. Like when he, she was having shots with Pepper at the bar, was not happy about that. I made myself clear to the both of them. Uh, you know what? I want to pick that up tomorrow. Okay. Should you be friends? 
Now, would you be comfortable going out with any of Casey's friends and hanging out? Um, I mean, this is a misogynist, but I probably could do it, but I haven't, and and yeah. so it's so I guess I'm like staying, I'm staying true to what I believe, and I'm not gonna just go out with a, a, a chick and we're gonna hang out for the day. Mm. But I, you know, if there's anything to plug, just want to remind people about Sleeve's new CD. Whisper, pray, make room. It's really good, despite what Anthony says. I believe it's now available at uh, Anthony Cumia on Twitter. Uh, you can <laughs> actually just go to Ant, and he'll make sure you get it. Or at RadioGhost.com. <laughs> uh, you got anything, Hicks, you need to plug? DonnieDumpy.com. Mm-hmm. Davey Mack. 202 Friends on Twitter. Oh, surprising. Since you won't even link that from your own I'm trying, fucking Twitter. I'm, I'm trying to get some kind of victory here. Yeah. All right, then I will give out. Oh, come Based on. Based on that alone. Come on. Beanie Cups. Come Today's on. Beanie Cups go. goes to... Davey Mack's friend, Pepper oh. Hicks. Oh, wow. Shit. Congratulations. Oh, shit. Well, he won the Advice Four. Award. He won the Listener no Advice Award. <laughs> so that's actually two. You know what? You want me to give out another one? Yes. Today's Beanie Cop goes to Eastside Dave McDonald's friend, HTG. Oh, another oh, one. I wish I cursed the day my mom did that drop. <laughs> if she knew what went on here. If she knew what went on anywhere, we'd all be so happy. She finally Just comes. She's deal. on the bliss machine. <laughs> the bliss machine is coming for you. Oh, I wanted to uh, everybody hear this drop. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Oh.